The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.129 hours and 15 minutes. Yes, welcome on in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Tone to Shields in for D-Gun. Hope everybody, everybody's doing well today on this hub day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right, I don't know how you dig deep and grab that, man. I, yeah. I, I do not know how you how you how you're able to pull that out of yourself this early in the morning. I, I, don't, I don't get it. All right, so, uh, yeah, oh, poll is the right word. I think I did pull something. What's up, Tina? What's up, Jim G? What's up, Brandon? What's up, Rome? NJ Fishing Maniac, Philly 007. What's up, Sean? Killer Ferret. What's up, everybody? If I miss somebody, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me know. Uh, but good, good to see you. Tyler, what's up? What's up? Hope everybody's doing great out there. You guys are the best. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh Latorian, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. You guys are the best. Uh, so a lot to get to today. I was saying this to Tone before the show. We're doing our pre-show meeting. I, I realize, you know, we're still a decent amount of, uh, you know, uh, a, a way away from the game. That Cowboys game feels like it was played two months ago to me. Yeah, and, right. I mean, doesn't it, man? If, if the, I, I get it. It's great for the players. They need it. The cho- coaches, it's good for all of them. It sucks for us. I am yeah. so dying for this game on Monday night, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to the game. Uh, I enjoyed my bye week though, um, because that means I doesn't have. I, that means I don't have to work on Sundays. So <laughs> uh, I definitely enjoyed the bye week. Don't get it twisted, you guys. But at the same time, man, oh man, it's feel, it feels like that Cowboys game has been forever. 
and then all of a sudden the Cowboys managed to take advantage of a very, very compromised Giants team. And now all of a sudden they're the hottest thing moving on the presses. And I don't really understand how this – there are times where I really wonder how the sports industry works in terms of just how they see teams, narratives, who's paying who, all that kind of stuff. And it, 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 it blows my mind at times when I see – certain teams, certain players getting a certain amount of love. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on, wait, who did they play? Right. Like, I mean, they didn't play. I don't know. They didn't play the Seahawks or something. It wasn't the Lions they blew out. It was the Giants, the worst team in the division, arguably the worst team in the conference. And we're crowning, and we're crowning guys already, but you know what? That's neither here nor there, Rob. Well, no, no, I hear, but here's the thing. I think you're, I think you're onto something a little bit here. Uh, So uh, here I'll agree and disagree to an extent. Here, here's where I'll, I'll agree with you. We were told that Miami was the best show on turf times a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like th- this was never they, – they were revolutionizing the sport. And and I was saying leading into the Eagles game, I'm like, let's just wait a minute here because when they played the Bills, who we've turned out – it turned out to be kind of a fraud, by the way, too. But when they played the, the Bills, I'm like, they didn't do that much against the Bills. Let me see what happens against the Eagles. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then the Eagles completely shut them down, and the Eagles are not a great defensive team this year. We know that, right? Right. So they, so so far, you know, you're talking about a Bills team that's average at best, and I'm I'm that's being kind. A five and five Bills team. The Eagles shut them down and held them. I think that like it was like ten points, whatever it was. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you don't include the uh, pick six, and then you know they lose to the Chiefs too, where they only put up fourteen points. So I think they're an example of the way the national media went nuts with something. Now, and they're not the only team, by the way. So then the flip side of that is, here's where I, I think it's interesting with the Eagles. I think nationally with the Eagles, there's more – respect probably isn't the right word. There's more uh, acknowledgement. Consideration. Well, consideration acknowledgement of how good the Eagles are versus locally. And I think there's a couple reasons why we're different. I don't mean – you and I necessarily, but I think the fans and a lot of the media locally are looking at the Eagles through a different kind of shade. And here's what I mean by that is mean by that. They went to the Super Bowl last year. So the expectation is as high as it gets. Like you have mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl or it's not as good or a better season. So I get it from that standpoint. But I think the other problem is fans don't look around at other teams in the league the way that they probably could or should to understand that it's not easy to win every single week in this league and to go eight and one is an incredible feat. So I think it's weird tone. Normally I would say, yeah, man, national media dissing the Philly team. What else is new? It's always that way. I think it's more of our own that are doing this than it is nationally. You see where I'm coming from on that? Uh, If you disagree, please. So I think it's to your point about locally, right? When we're discussing the Eagles, we're more so looking in the mirror. Right. We're talking about this team. We're nitpicking because we're comparing them to themselves. Right. Yeah. When the national media discusses the Philadelphia Eagles, they're comparing them to others. And in my humble opinion. The 49ers, they lose three games straight. They win one game in the past four weeks. And all of a sudden, man, when they're healthy, they're the best team in football. Okay, well, when are they healthy? You know what I mean? So health has health has to factor into this thing when it comes to the 49ers side, right? So yeah. that's when it comes to the Cowboys, they can beat up on the Jets. They can beat up on the Giants. They can mm-hmm. beat up on these lowly teams. Um, that They can beat up on the Rams. 
You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to a team that's actually competing for something, like the uh, Eagles, yeah. or who else they lose to, uh, like the 49ers or whatever. Smoked, by the, smoked by the 49ers, They, by they the shrink. Yeah. Now, a win is a win, a loss is a loss. Now, the Eagles didn't smoke the Cowboys, but they had a chance to, but they kind of they, they kind of fell yeah. off in the fourth quarter. They had a chance. It's kind of been their MO, right? They, it's kind of been their MO. Yeah. Yep. But the bottom line is, nationally, when Eagles are discussed, it always seems like there's butts attached or they don't speak about them in that same reverence as the Dallas Cowboys or the 49ers. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in the conference, the best right. record in the division. You dig what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like no, I get it. all you hear is, yeah, they're eight and one, but it doesn't something doesn't look right. But meanwhile, there are teams who are five and three, six and three or whatever. Oh, man, when they're healthy or when they're on, they're on. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. They, they lost like they, they lost more games than us. We won more games than them. We were just in the Super Bowl last year. Yep. We have an all-pro quarterback. We have an all-pro wide receiver. Our defense, our pass defense may be suspect. I, I will totally give them that. But every team has a flaw that can be exploited. But it just seems like when, it, when the Eagles are talked about, they really focus more so on the limitations, the flaws, the question marks, the, uh, you know, it can't, can, you know, can Jalen Hurts keep it going? Dak Prescott put drops 40 on the Giants and all of a sudden – He's 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 lead leaguer MVP. Yeah. Dead Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC. Come on, man. We got to stop it. Mm-hmm. At some point, we got to start to factor in what you do when it matters most. No one ever questions Dak Prescott's ability to put the numbers up. Yeah. No one ever questions his ability to beat up on the small teams. No one questions that. But like you we, we that's not when you when you get to a certain point in your career, when you want to be compared to a certain echelon of quarterback, we're not discussing things like that. We're discussing what you do in the playoffs. We're discussing, does your team consistently win? Um, does your team consistently win the division? Um, are you in the mix? Do you win big games? So on and so forth. The Cowboys aren't known for that. They they they, they don't win in the playoffs big. They, they aren't consistent on a year-to-year basis. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's, it's almost disrespectful. But regardless, it is what it is. You live, you, you, you got you gotta live with it. Cause at the end of the day, I've I've become fully. I've, I've I've appreciated. I'm comfortable with the Philadelphia Eagles being who they are. I'm comfortable being the the team that people hate to discuss and hate to uh, you know yeah, show I, love to. Yeah. I, well, I I think too it's it's weird. Like there's there is the, 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 we're gonna get. I'm very curious the coverage of this Monday night game because there's the whole Taylor Swift angle of it. There's the Kelsey brothers angle of it, and we kind of did the Kelsey brothers thing in the Super Bowl. I get it. But you know how networks operate, and we're going to get that, you know, we're going to see a lot of cutaways, the mom and dad, and all that. I mean, we're going to get a ton of all of the the extracurricular stuff. So I think from that sense, like, those two are such a feel-good story for people, and the podcast is taken off and all that. But, yeah, I mean, hey, look, you, you got a Super Bowl matchup with this game. I just – I'm dying for this game to take It's going to be place. exciting. It's going to be super you. exciting, man. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't wait myself. Uh, I, I want to hit you with this question, though. Yeah, right? let's do it. You got one game to win, and you want to say it's Monday night, and you want to go back and say the obvious answer is look what happened in the Super Bowl. Okay, I get it. Fair. You have one game to win, knowing what you know. Who do you want coaching your team, Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni? Hmm. One game to win, knowing what I know. I mean, it's not really – it's not really a hard decision for being honest. You you, you got to go Andy Reid. I mean, yeah, you go you go experience with Big Red. Okay, Andy Reid. I mean, more not just experience, but also I mean, he's a, a in my opinion, he's a sharper offensive mind. 
Um, you know, he's always ahead of the curve. Uh, for a guy who's been in the league for as long as he has and is constantly always um, reinventing himself, reinventing what he does, always finding a way to keep himself young and understand what's going on with these new play calls and what's, you know, what's in, what's out, you know, what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Um, you got to get Andy Reid a lot of credit, man. Um, in 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 not in any world or any stratosphere will I ever put Nick Sirianni ahead of um, ahead of uh, ever. Andy Let's Reed. say he wins a Super Bowl this year. Well, I mean, well, n- n- now we're changing the circumstances here. <laughs> so if uh, if Nick Sirianni finds a way to win a Super Bowl, that'd be great. That'd be a hell of a thing to put on the resume. Um, I think I, I mean, Andy Reid has two. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's like you know, um, it's kind of hard to put Nick ahead of uh, Andy. He 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 has to put in a lot of equity for me to uh, ever put him uh, ahead of Andy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's now, fair. if you said now, if you said Doug, Ooh. I probably would have still picked Doug over Nick because because I he- I firmly believe uh, outside of the defense, but in that game, in that Super Bowl, I felt like there were moments where Nick went against his instincts and got too safe, and. That, a little bit. Not, he did a little bit in the Super Bowl, where, where Doug yeah. was absolutely. Doug, Doug was Doug, Doug was all instinct in that Super Bowl. He yeah. he he called that game like he knew he was never going to get back there, yeah. and Nick kind of got he he got skittish in the second half. He got bit. skittish, yeah, and I, it, it, it bit yeah. him in the behind. You know, there were several moments. There were moments where he could have went for it on fourth down. Your offense summit. Uh, you've been doing it all year. Uh, you live and die by it, and he he got skittish. You know, there were so many moments in that in Super Super Bowl Fifty Two. Where Doug went for it on fourth down, he understood that if I give the ball back to this team, we might not ever see it again, or we're going to lose momentum. He, he, I, I, you can make an argument. I think Doug went for went for it on fourth down damn near every single time. The the biggest one to me, it was it was fourth and five from the Eagles' own forty five, and he knew like at that point the Eagles weren't getting any stops on Brady, and it was fourth quarter, and it was the ended up being the the, the drive where. Uh, Earth scores the touchdown, which gave the Eagles the lead back. They were trailing at that point. I think maybe by mm-hmm. one. I forget what it was. But anyway, so, uh, you know, that ends up being the Earth's scoring touchdown drive. That's one. Keep in mind, too, in five years ago, less head coaches went for it on fourth down. I know now it's like it almost everybody does, and we're, we're used to it with the tush push, that Nick will go for it anywhere. He doesn't care. But back then it wasn't quite as in vogue. And for him to do it there in that spot, I thought, was sending a message to his team, but it was also saying like, I know I can't get Brady the ball back. And you know, remember Foles makes a great play side of sidestep, sidearms, Ertz catches, reaches, just gets enough. And then they end up going down the field and scoring. But it was, that to me was the game right there. That gutsy, aggressive decision. If they punt that, Brady gets it back and they get down the field and score. And I think the Eagles absolutely lose. I thought it was everything right there. Yeah, man. Fourth and one, Ertz catches that ball. Uh, you know, you know, for a two-yard gain, it was it was like it was a game of feet and inches. That yeah. it was just, it was the scariest thing, man. Um, I'm thinking back to that, thinking back to that day. It it it, it was it was like a movie. It, it was, was like like like. Do you go back and watch that Super Bowl at times? Absolutely, I've watched it a ton. I've watched it a ton. I still have a DVR, but you'll still catch it a good amount on the NFL Network. I I, I it watch it every so time. Good. It, yeah, in my opinion. Probably the most entertaining Super Bowl in the past. I may be reaching, but I'm willing to say it, man. It's arguably a, one of the most entertaining Super Bowls we've seen in the past 10 years. I think it's one of the most uh, entertaining Super Bowls we've seen, period. I mean, you think about it, you had a 41-33 game. Everybody loves offense now. If you don't have a you know a dog in the in in the race here, you don't care. Like you're just watching and enjoying. 
and you're seeing a team go for it on fourth down. You're seeing trick plays like the Philly special. You're yeah. seeing Brady, you know, doing Brady things, Gronk going crazy in the second half. You're highly entertained. Yeah. It, it, and, was, it was one of those kind of games. And Super Bowl 57 would have rivaled it if they would have allowed Jalen Hurst to get that final drive and we could see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. To, to, end, to end it on a penalty was kind of – it sucked. It, 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 it took the air out of the football for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yep. and it's and it's not even just like, oh yeah, the penalty. You know, they they took it from. I'm not I'm not looking at it from that perspective. At sure. the end of the day, he held him, but I'm talking more so about just the the art of the game. Yeah, cl- it was anticlimactic. It if was you're anticlimactic. just looking at it from like, hey man, let me just see what these guys can do. Can they get down the field? And and it was all you know. That's all that's that's all I'm well, saying. That you was know? the worst part of the Super Bowl. I mean, there were a million things that because that thing had a chance to rival 52. The the way it was going, yeah. you know what it I mean. And, and the worst part, if you're an Eagles fan, is because it was a slow bleed. That last drive, and they're taking their time, and they're kneeling on it. And it's like, you know what it's set. This is setting up for a game-winning field goal. And, oh, my God, this yeah. is going to be so tough. Like, I went back and watched it after the Super Bowl just to make sure I was up on everything. And then I went back to watch it not all that long ago, and I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I can't do it to myself. Like I dug through the numbers yesterday, but I was going to go back and watch it again. I was and I and Joey B. I still watch the Eagles Raiders. Joe, I I I was there at that game when I, I was a little tiny kid, and I I was crying in my seat, dude. It was I can't go back and watch that game. It it stunk anyway. Uh, but let's stay where let's stay present day here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes, man. Um, I tell people all the time. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 was arguably a top three moment in my life. Oh, you know, without, without was, doubt, man. It, it was insane. It was if you're insane. a sports fan, it's okay to say that. I mean, you know, I, I just, it was such a, a relief. It was such a, a weight off of your shoulders. Everything lifted, man. It was special. It really yeah. was. It, I'll be it honest. was just special. I'll be honest. If I talk about it too long, I get emotional. If I talk about it too long. Yeah. So, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah. Because Let's here's the thing. It, it means a lot to you, but you also know what it means you know, to the old heads, what it means to to young. Yeah, my dad see it. Same, like my dad. My dad was around for the '60 championship, but he never thought he'd see one in his lifetime. After that, like his whole life, basically, he had, whole adult life, he hadn't seen it, he, and he didn't think he was going. He thought he'd pass away, and thank God he got, he did see it, and he he passed about three years later. So I was thrilled wow. that that he got a chance to see it, man. But the, you had people my age who never thought they were going to see one. People your age who never thought they were going to see one. And I'm I'm really glad for younger folks, like your age and younger, that they don't have to walk around with that no Super Bowl thing, you know, label that that, that everybody had, where all the obnoxious Giants, Washington, and Dallas fans would always say to you, "Yeah, but how many Super Bowls have you won?" Like, thank God that's yeah, happening. Rob. You know, like you know, with all due respect, you're an OG fan, yeah. And- a lot, a lot of the OG fans consider the guys my age. I'm 28. I'll be 29 yeah. in December. And a lot, you know, the the era that I remember begins with Donovan McNabb and, and forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was born yeah. in 94, you know, so not really able to really grasp the game maybe until 2000 or 1999. Yeah. Um, and literally all I, all I remember is Midnight Green and the black jerseys and the Diamond McNabb era, the Andy Reid era, the uh, the Lito Shepard era, and you know what I mean, the, the B Doc, mm-hmm. the Brian, uh, Deuce Staley, the Brian West, but like that's the era I remember, and I'm blessed, like you said, to be able to have had a, a a great foundation to you know to you know to you know to stand on when it came to my Philadelphia Eagles fandom, right? And 
still, I thought to myself, we'll never win one, man. Like, we, we get so close and we always fail. And, sit and, and, and when we crossed the finish line that year, I cried like a baby, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cried like a baby. Where were you? Where were you when you So uh, when I you was doing – Were you working or were you home? I was working. So I was in the – I watched the game in the newsroom at NBC Sports Philadelphia. It was an interesting setup. So our, our crew, which was Michael Barkan, our guy Seth, um, our guy D. Gunn, uh, Barrett Brooks, all, all of our buddies. Anyway, they were all um, – I got hats older than Tone, <laughs> Joey B. Um, they were on site at, at, uh, in Minnesota where the game was being played. Here's the way it works with networks. The network has to sign off before you can go live from the location. Hmm. Okay. So th- what I mean by that is the game ends, the Eagles win, confetti, the, 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 the setup on the field, the trophies being presented to the Eagles and, and Jeffrey Lurie and the whole nine. As long as NBC was still on, Michael B and those guys couldn't go live. Wow. So I'm back in the studio. It's me, Amy Fadul, and Danny Palmels. And the three of us were the first faces that everybody saw when that game ended on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So what I did, I had I had about 30 seconds between that ball hitting the ground, no flags, Eagles win, the whole thing. Between that and us going on the air, because I'm sitting on the set waiting for the game day. I call my dad. He's bawling, bawling his eyes out. I'm listening to him, and I'm, I'm, I know I got to hold it together because I'm going on the air in, 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 in you know, less than a minute. And I'm trying not to cry. And I just wanted to hear his voice, wanted to be both my my mom screaming in the background, the whole thing. It was awesome. So I hang up with him. Hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. And we do our thing. And we had a blast. Like we we were drinking Mad Dog, you know, on the air. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020? Yes. I brought oh some. Oh my bought, God. Uh, I bought some that day. I'll see if I can send you the picture. I have the picture of it. Not uh, the mad dog. Oh, yeah. I busted it out. I went old school, dude. Oh I, my I was, I was drinking it out of a brown paper bag. What, what, what flavor Jim. was it? What flavor was the uh, It was orange jubilee. Orange, orange jubilee. Ah, uh, yeah. see, I'll, see, I'm an electric melon kind of guy. I like electric melon too, oh, and strawberry. But they—that's the only flavor they had at the state store when I went. So that's what I rolled with. So Amy, Amy drank champagne. Amy wore a prom dress. Like we had a blast, dude. We we, oh, we were goodness. doing stuff like everybody be doing. Danny's Danny was getting emotional. It was great. It was great. So that's where I was. Where were you? Oh my goodness! I so saw I was I was I was home. With my dad it was um my uh I was home. With my dad, uh, my brothers, um, uh, stepmom. We were all watching the game, and uh, man, it was just we're watching the game, and I was documenting my reactions damn near every drive on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. That's when Snapchat was big. Yeah, I'm document. I'm documenting everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And literally every drive, every possession was an emotional feat. Right. And I'm just I'm just saying. We're almost there. Yeah. We're almost, it's almost like we're climbing the mountain. And I'm like, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. And my, my dad ordered a bunch of food. My dad decked out the house with all his Eagles gear, just whatever he could, whatever he had, just decked it out. Yeah. Um, and my dad has this Eagles like varsity jacket that he doesn't, he only breaks it out Special in the playoffs. Occasions. Yeah. In the playoffs. And um, he broke it out, man. And when that ball, when 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 that that hell Mary, you know, when they sacked, when they sacked uh Tom Brady. The strip, yeah, well, sack. strip sack, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, we're gonna win this game, we're yeah. gonna win this game, yeah, yeah. And then you know, we kick the field goal, I think, and then we give the ball back to him. And I'm yeah, like, they're okay, they're up eight, Eagles are up eight, Brady's like, okay, driving. we're up eight at worst, 
they gotta kick the they, they, they gotta go for a touchdown and do a two-point conversion. So we got two opportunities at this thing. Yep. And you know, he dropped Tom Brady drops back, he throws that ball, and everybody's literally holding each other like this. I mean, uh -huh. like like kung fu grips. <laughs> and when that ball tipped oh. and it bounced and it hit the ground, I simply just dropped to my knees and I was in awe. And I just started bawling. Wow. And I just kept and I just kept screaming, God is so good. <laughs> God is so good. I can't believe it. Like it, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was just it was a surreal moment. Like till this day, I like I'm able to like pull it and reference it. And I have it saved on my phone and I watch it at least maybe once or twice a year just to get that yeah. feeling back. And man, I ran up and down my block. I I stood, I, I was I was on top of my car. My stepmom was like, get up your car. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I lost, I lost my shit, Rob. That's what you should do though. Like, dude, I lost my I'm mind. serious. I lost my mind. That's what it's all. Look, you go through, let's face it. Let's, let's and, be real. And, you're, and you're really quick. The last yeah. thing, sorry. The one last thing I got to say about it. Yeah. I'll let you go. The following morning, I woke up early. Still couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I walked to my local uh, deli, yeah. my local, my, my local donut shop. Yeah. It's about a little, it's about like a little two, three minute walk, not far. Yeah. Walked in there and something about the air, the oxygen just felt different. Mm -hmm. I went there, bought a newspaper. I'm looking at the newspaper. I'm like, so, so it wasn't a dream. <laughs> it was real. It wasn't yeah. a dream. Like, as a matter of fact, oh my God, where is it? Damn it. It's, it's, you probably it, have it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The next segment, I'll, I'll show it All to right, you. Yeah. You grab it. You grab it. But I, man, it was just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Everybody, like for at least for a month, the city was just in pure bliss. It was, well, I agree with you. And it was, and the parade was really cool. I took the kids down. I sent you, by the way, on my phone, I sent you my Mad Dog 2020 picture. But um, I, uh, I took the kids down to the parade. Mm. I went, they, they told everybody not to drive, but I had to work too. So yeah. I'm like, screw it. I'm, I'm let's see what how it goes. And thank God everybody took public transportation, which meant the roads were pretty good. So I got down there, and we lined up at like six thirty. I want to six o'clock, six thirty, something like that. I forget. And yeah, you're right, Philly 07. Uh, the nothing, nothing quite like Kelsey speech. We lined up. We were like the first stop. We were we were in between uh, the Septa stop on Broad Street and Xfinity Live. Right there, bus stops for the first time at us. Boom, acknowledged. They stayed with us for like 15 minutes. Ba 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 ba. Scooped the kids up, got them in the car, drove them back home. I drove back down and worked and did a five hour mm. post game show. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was awesome, man. It was an awesome day. But I just had a feeling, man. I woke up that day and with just a sense that it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's Brady. It's a backup quarterback for the Eagles. You know, everything sort of says everybody no. bet against us that day. Yeah. Everybody bet against us that day. Man, I was so sure. I'm telling you, not in an overconfident, cocky, jackass way. Just like destiny. Just yeah, just no down deep, dude. Like saying to myself, they got this. Like it's it's gonna be good. Like trust yeah. me, it's gonna be good. And it and it was. When I when when I saw when I saw the the, the first couple of drives, I was like. Oh no, we're winning this game. Like, like yeah. th there was a there was a sense like. Well, you knew they weren't scared, right? You knew they were just yeah. like, all right, Matter let's fact, go. I remember the exact play. Yeah, the exact the moment I felt like, oh, we're oh, we're oh, we're playing football today. Yeah, these guys aren't scared. It was the one play. Uh, Brandon Cooks caught the ball for the Patriots. 
Yep. And um, I think it was oh. a curl route or something. And then, and then, and then he kind of circled around. He kind of ran like a little circle. And all of a sudden, Malcolm Jenkins just laid him out, lit, knocked him, him out, up, knocked him out for the game. And when I didn't yeah. see a flag, I was like, oh, no, the, the Eagles came to play today. Yep. Like, like today's the day we're getting some shit. Today's mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, that's, I, that's where I think Doug really drove the message home. Like, hey, it's all out. Everything is in play here today. Like everything. Mm-hmm. And remember, and, and not, not remember in like these guys played in that Super Bowl, but we, we know who this team is. We know what they have done to us in the past. We know what happened, whatever it was, 13 years earlier. And it ain't happening again. Okay. And it was, it didn't. And every, the other part is, man, everybody made plays. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was in their bag that day. Every, everybody played their best. Even yeah. Aguilar. Everybody, man. Everybody showed up, especially on the offensive side. So there you go. Uh, Darman's right. Corey Clement, you know, has the touchdown catch. Alshon has a great touchdown, and he's doing it with a torn rotator cuff. Right. You guys just made play. Derek Barnett, who's been a, one of the most frustrating players since the Eagles drafted him in 2017, comes up with the fumble recovery after BG gets the strip sack. Like, a lot you you need uh, yes Foles was incredible and you know the the big boys were incredible but that was everything man and yeah Doug but Doug saying yeah let's go with that after Foles suggests it tells you like the dude was just mm-hmm. he was fearless that day Doug, Doug was looking at the play calling sheet and all of a sudden Nick walks up Philly Philly yep. and Doug's like all yeah. right let's do yeah, it let's go okay <laughs> man. incredible man just cold blooded just cold. Yeah, it's, cold, fun. it's fun. To, that, it's fun to that was this, missing, man. and that is what was missing from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Yeah, Nick Sirianni missed out on moments where he could have had signature moments because he got passive, he right. got nervous, he got tight. You you should have knew from the you, you should have had the feeling your defense, like you said, Doug had that feeling. Okay, my defense is getting the stops right now. Yeah, Nick put too much trust in that defense on the second half. Mm-hmm. Too much trust. He should have said to himself, "They're not getting any stops." Kansas City's coming, and we're feeling the pressure. We got to put the pressure on them. We got to hold on to this ball as long as we can. And he got passive. And and, I, and outside of the defense being terrible, that's why they lost that game. You're the head coach. And those are the moments that makes me nervous about Nick in the long run. Okay. It, can right. he can he make the decision? Can he have the awareness to say, okay, yep. they're, they're not getting it done today. This is how we got to do this. Can he make the play call when it matters most? Can he can he can he throw his jewels on the table and say we're not losing this game? See, I think he can. I, I think I think if, if you gave him truth serum, he would have done some things differently last year. Oh, and yeah. I think I, I don't think he'll make that same mistake. I don't. Yeah. I really it doesn't yeah. mean it's gonna work out for the Eagles. Sometimes right, you, right. you gamble and you don't get it. But I, yeah. I think he'll go hard. And my uh, last and my last point about Nick, and then we can go to break. My last point is, you know, at the Maxwell Awards, right? You know, before they gave Jalen Hurts his uh his um his uh, Burt Bell Award, you know, they were talking about the Eagles and, you know, saying they were one of the best teams in the fourth down. And I'm standing next to Jalen Hurts, right? Right. And uh, Nick Sirianni is right there in front of us. And, you know, they're showing, they're showing like the little, you know, the montage, all that kind of stuff. They're saying the Eagles were one of the best teams in the fourth down, over 90%, all that kind of stuff, right? And then uh, all of a sudden you see Jalen Hurts walk up, the, walk up to Nick, tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, I told you we should have went for it. I Did he really? You. Oh wow! Swear okay. he said okay. he said he said. I told you we should have. That's interesting. We should have went for it. That's interesting. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, and then next in, the, in that Dolphins game, you see Sirianni says to Nick, 
I mean, I'm sorry, you see Sirianni said it hurts. That's why I trust you. That's why I trust you. And what does yeah. Hurts say? You should. You should. Yep. So we'll see what changes. Going no, I, I, I think he. I we'll think see what going, changes. I think you're going to see more trust. All right, so let's come back. Uh, we're going to look at the Eagles 2023 versus 2022. So I, I think there's a perception out there, Tone, that in certain areas, the Eagles are really struggling way more than they did last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Okay. So let's look at some of these things. And it doesn't mean it's all good. It's not all good. But let's look at last year versus this year. Then we're going to dig into the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are, are, are also, I think, what's gotten them to the point of seven and two is not what you would think necessarily. It's a little different this year for the Chiefs, the way they're doing it. So we'll get into those two things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. A lot of stuff in the NFL, a, a biggie in terms of an injury, which we'll talk about later. All right. Time to tell you about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Thrilled that they are a part of the show and the station as well. Uh, I've been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. you got Alex and the crew there each and every day, turning out the absolute best food that you could possibly have. 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the specialized pizza your way. But if you aren't up, no, I'm not up that day for pizza, not into pizza. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. And uh, I mentioned yesterday, Alex and the crew, always thinking about others, uh, reached out to me about Derek Gunn, made a contribution uh, to Derek's GoFundMe page, and you can as well. But that just tells you what kind of people they are. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike. Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Here's a little more. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. field of life 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Always thinking about our boy D Gun. So, Tone, if you could throw that, uh, pin that bad boy in the chat, uh, D Gun. Absolutely. Yeah, we're doing any, everything we Absolutely. can to to assist uh, Derek uh, and Trish Gun. Uh, Trish, who's going through a you know health crisis uh, right now, and 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 making some progress. Uh, it's slow but sure, uh, steady. Uh, and, and you can see the, the, from the kind donations where we're at right now, we really appreciate everybody uh, who has helped, who has contributed. And, and believe me, I, uh, I communicate with Derek as much as possible. He is very appreciative of all you guys. So uh, thank you. Thank you again. You can, you can find Derek's GoFundMe page. Tone just put the, uh, the link in the chat. But you could also go to Derek's Facebook page, and, and it links up there as well. So, uh, again, thanks from everybody. Uh, for sure, man. Shout out to our guy, D Gun. We got a lot of yeah. love for him and his family. So, prayers up to them. Yeah. And look, you know, you know, like Rob said, any support you guys can provide, man, it's it's all it's always appreciated. No question about it. All right. So, uh, again, Derek would want the show to carry on, and that's what we will do. Uh, all right. Um, all right. So, looking at the uh, the Eagles this year, tone. Versus last year. Oh, you found it. There it is. Yeah, the Daily man. News, man. Yeah, awesome. man. The Daily News. I bought this thing, man. The, 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 the morning there. I got to find a way to preserve this thing. Uh, you got to put it in plastic or something, man. Yeah, because that yeah. bad boy will start to fade. Yeah, T- take care. Yeah, of man. Uh, I got to find a way to preserve uh, newspapers. You, you, you said just, just put it in plastic. Well, you could do that. You could also get it. You could get the back and the front framed. Yeah, that, that that's too. actually what I want to do. I, I actually want to get like something. How about that's a Christmas or birthday present from, from Wifey. Maybe. Yeah, like like there are some great pages in here about the game and everything, and I definitely want to get uh several of them like you know framed and yes, I guess uh, preserved. So I I guess I got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I would um, 
it, that, that's probably a quick search, right? I mean, just a, yeah. you, you could you could get that take care. But yeah, I don't leave it. Don't just let it sit though. It will it'll get yellowy. It'll get it'll fade on you. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so yeah, six years old fire. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. I know it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but you know, time time goes fast. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So last year's Eagles versus this year's Eagles. Uh, let's start with this year, and I'll, I'll just give you kind of sampling of of you know where we are here. Um, oh, Jake says he bought frames on Amazon for mine. So you, I mean, they're okay. Okay, so there you go. Awesome. Um, there we go. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Uh, all right. So this year, the Eagles rank third in scoring offensively. We're doing. Let's start with the offense. They're averaging twenty eight points per game, which is third. Okay. Now you compare it to last year. 28.1 they were third they're almost mm. identical in terms of scoring all right rushing this year eagles are eighth they're running it at a 129.7 clip last year they were fifth at 147.6 so they ran it better last year it's it's crazy because they started off running the ball extremely well and it's really faded over the last four or five uh yeah it's, it's interesting if you really look at those uh the numbers the Vikings and the Buccaneers game are the outlier games, and then other than that, they're pretty they're pretty pedestrian. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right. They they got to find a way to get that running game back on track. Um, it's it's a part of what they do, and um, I don't I would hate for them I would hate for them to get too far away from it. Yeah, it's trending the wrong way right now. Now I I think it's it's certainly certainly without question it's doable. Um, it's doable to get this thing fixed, but I don't I don't like the way it's trending right now. All right. So uh, that said, let's go to the passing offense. This year, the Eagles are 10th in passing at 247.1, 247.1. Last year, they were 9th at 241.5. So even though they were ranked higher last year, they've passed the ball better this year. And if you think about it, it makes sense. You have A.J. Brown going crazy. You still have Devontae Smith. You had up until the last game, you know, Goddard, et cetera. So you still have, you know, a very effective passing game. So that hasn't fallen off. In fact, it's better. Right. Uh, the, yeah, the, only, the, same. The, only, the only difference, yeah, the only difference I would say is just the turnovers. Um, but they're throwing the ball more this year. That's yeah. the thing. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a part of the game. Um, ten, ten, 10 weeks deep into the season, um, eight interceptions. Uh, you got to live with it, you know. Especially when you got guys like Patrick Mahomes who has eight interceptions on the season. Uh, yeah. Allen has eleven. You know, most a lot of guys have seven. You know, six. So it's. I mean, it's a part of the game, man. It just so happens Jalen Hurts is, you know, starting to, tr- you know, get into that in that room, or you know, with some, you know, he's starting to get into the room with some of the best passes in the league. So, um, it's a part of the game, man. Interceptions are a part of it, as long as they aren't crippling, as, as long as they no. aren't outcome altering. Couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. All right, so um, that's where where things are offensively. All right, defense. There's some differences here. So, 2023. Eagles are giving up 21.7 points per game. That's 18th, 18th in the league. Last year, they were giving up 20.2, which is eighth. It also shows you the fine, razor-thin margin. Like, it's a point difference, right? But a point mm-hmm. difference has you 18th this year and 8th last year. Exactly. So that's why stats are always funny, you know, to lean on because, tricky. Uh, you know, like you said, one point can be the difference between you being a top five pass defense versus – of, you know, uh, middle of the pack, you know what I mean? Or yeah. so it's, it's just, um, you know, here's another, this is a, this is a perfect example of taking stats with a grain of salt. Yeah. And he, but here's a, here's another example of something very fascinating here. 
So this year, they're the best team in the NFL against the run by a lot. Okay, 66.3. That, that's pretty phenomenal. They're first. Last year, 121.6, which was 17th. Okay, now, the downside of this, there is a downside. Teams aren't even really trying all that hard to run it against the Eagles. Exactly. Teams are only running the ball um, 28, well, 29, 29% of the time against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, whereas though they're they're passing the ball seventy one percent of the time, so that that tells you right then and there, teams understand that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles can be had in the air to the point right. where teams are actually throwing the ball on first down, and you know against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's how the Commanders kind of took advantage. Um, they weren't even running the ball first down; they were throwing it. So right. Um, so yeah. and that's led to a bunch of these stats, which I'm about to give you right now. Mm-hmm. They're twenty eighth in the passing game. They're they're averaging two hundred fifty. This is a lot. 257 yards per game allowed in the air. That's that that ain't good on a million levels. Last year they were first. They were the best team in the NFL. 179.8. So there's a massive jump there uh in the passing struggles. Let me give you a couple things just to further back that up. They've allowed the fifth most passing yards in, in the league total, third most passing TDs, most passing first downs, and they have the second fewest interceptions this year. Mm. So, like, I know we have these debates a lot, like what's most important to get going here. And and I, it's not to say I don't think they, they need to get the running game going offensively. They do. But it's not even close. Their pass defense has got to be better. And it, it, I will say this too, Tone. Even if the pass defense is just average, that's all I'm looking for. It's going to make a gigantic difference. Average from where they are is a big leap. With their offense and their ability to stop the run, if you get average pass defense, this team is going to be in good shape, in my opinion, to win a Super Bowl. But right yeah. now, they're not getting average pass defense. It's bad pass defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Last year in 2022, Kansas City's pass defense was ranked 20th, giving up 225 yards per game. Um, and even, and you know, and, you know, and they won a the Super Bowl, right? And granted, that defense got better as the season went. Correct. But taking it a step further, in 2017, the year the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, their pass defense was ranked 25th, giving up 241, um, almost 242 yards per game. Yep. So the Eagles, and obviously circumstances matter, but the Eagles have shown an ability to win big games and still give up a lot of passing yards in the air. Um, to take it a step further, uh, their rush defense um, in, you know, in the 2017 season was ranked number one, giving up. 80 yards per game and they're actually giving up less so i don't know from a defensive perspective it's mirroring heavily what the philadelphia equals did in 2017 to win the super bowl now again many other circumstances come into play but i just want fans to know although the pass defense has become a bit of a liability there there's still some hope you can still win under these circumstances now they're not optimal but you can still win big under these circumstances. Right. Um, so, again, I don't know if that provides some kind of optimism for you or to the fans, but the Eagles can get better. And um, I think I think they're actually better than what we've shown, uh, well, well, than what they've shown I and what the numbers say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay optimistic, Eagles fans. Uh, I know I am because well, I have that, no choice but Yeah, to. and that was, that was <laughs> my point. It's like it, it you don't have to be a shutdown pass defense. You just have to be better. And – He's got to be you know, better. All right. Reasons for optimism. 
I'm going to give you some reasons. Why. So right now, and we know last year they were the best team in the NFL yeah. in terms of sacks, 70 sacks. Incredible. I think it was the second most ever a team uh, accumulated. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but this year, this is not chopped liver, man. They're tied for fourth in, in most sacks as a team. They have 30, okay? But, but take it a step further. 112 pressures, 41 hurries, both mm. first. 34 QB knockdowns is fourth. Like, they're this close to probably having at least five or six more sacks, which I think, yeah, like I think that dam's going to burst in the second half. I think they're going to get home more. And and, and I would argue that the reason they don't have more sacks is because teams are literally game planning to get the ball out as fast as they possibly can. Yes. So uh, maybe they're not getting as many sacks as they did last year. No one should have expected that. That was an anomaly year. Um, But they're still one of the best. they, They still have arguably one of the best pass rushes uh in the nfl um and again when teams are literally game planning for that you can't expect to get sacks all the time but what you have to what you can expect is for them to influence um you know the the trajectory of the pass um speed up speed up a quarterback's clock so on and so forth so um it's you know it's, it's the curse of being great at you know at that position teams are literally going into their um you know a film room saying okay short you know short passing routes get the ball out quick we don't want to, we don't want those we don't want those guys to get a head full of steam. So right, right. I'm sorry, go ahead. Dave. You finish your point. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. And also, um, another thing about the Chiefs side of things, right? Yeah. We talked about this in the uh you know in the pre-show meeting. The Chiefs, although as a team, from a points perspective, they're only putting up where are we? They're only putting up 23, yeah. 23 points per game. Mm-hmm. On the road, they're giving up. On the road, they're putting up 19 points. Not not impressive at all. But at home, oh, no doubt, no doubt, yeah, they're putting up gonna, 28 points. Yeah, the, you're, the, the Chiefs stuff is going to surprise you a little bit. I think. I think it's going to surprise people some. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're literally a home team this year. Right, no doubt. Um, but they but le- the last thing on this too, which I think is going to help. I know Bradley Roby wasn't on a team, but he's a he he is a guy who was accustomed to playing the slot. You're not throwing safeties in there. You're not throwing rookies in there or, or you know, guys who have barely played. Yeah. You get a veteran going back into that slot. A true slot corner, right? Yeah. And that that just allows – and that's, it is going to be interesting to see what they do with Kelsey. Like, do they go the Bradbury route of, of Bradbury trying to cover him? I don't know what they're going to do with mm. Kelsey because, frankly, Kelsey's a problem. But um, – you get the, the the what you have to also have in addition to that, and you're going to get buyered. I think was going to be better, but here's here's two guys that just have to be flat out better. Bradbury and Slay this year, Tone. Slay's forty third, and Bradbury's eighty second defensive pass rating. Like, mm. dude, that's awful. Uh, and and I think Slay's been a little bit better than maybe that number tells you. I think he's been okay. I'm not gonna go any farther than that. He's been okay. Yeah, Bradbury, he doesn't. He, he he doesn't get targeted as much as Bradbury. Bradbury's been bad. He's been like, getting abused. Th- this is a major concern here. If this is what he is now, I don't think he's this bad. But if this is what he yeah. is, woof, look out. And that's the thing, right? Is he this bad? I have a hard time believing that. You know, just that would be one of the most cataclysmic fall offs. That we've seen at the cornerback position, and, and you know, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, he 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 was a he was an All Pro last year. He was a second team All Pro last year, and all of a sudden, he's one of the worst corners in the league. Yep. How does that happen? It, like like 
does, does Father Time hit you like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's younger than Slick. And, you know, Bradbury was never a burner. Bradbury was never a guy that really beat you with speed. He beat you with technique and, and you know, and uh, understanding angles and, um, you know, just, you know, just pure skill set, not necessarily yeah. athleticism. Super smart, you know, super you know, smart guy. So ahead, you know, mentally than every, everybody else. Yeah. the whole night. Right. So because he depends so much on the mental side of his game for him to succeed, is there a, is there a chance that he's been in his head the first half of the season? I think so. I, I don't care who you are or how long you've been around and I don't care what you do. You can press sometimes. You can get in your own head sometimes. You can lose confidence sometimes. The greatest ones do. We all Good. do. And, and I think he's I think he's pressing. I think he's feeling it a little bit. I think he's disappointed the way he's played, and sometimes that compounds things. You know how it is. Dude, when you're in your own head about something, you're your own worst enemy a lot. And yeah. I think that's happening right now with him. And this team is fighting against a Super Bowl hangover, but – they're still eight and one, yet it seems like the Super Bowl hangover is affecting him the most. Correct. Because of how things ended. Yeah, and not you know, not from a party and not not sniffing himself, just from damn, that, that kind of sucked. I, I and he admitted yeah. he, he held there on that. He point. took accountability for it, yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's like it's I don't know the man. We don't know what's going on in his mind, but he just looks like he's not all the way there. Yep. And we have to take into consideration maybe the way things ended in that Super Bowl. Is, is, is kind of lingering with him. So maybe he needed this bye week to kind of unplug. You know, so, uh, a bye week does a lot of justice for, you know, uh, listen, we know what a day off does for us. So, you know, imagine, you know, these guys getting a week off, you know, a week and some change off. Um, They'll be back in the facility, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah. So you know, maybe he needed to unplug, kind of, you know, decompress, you know, really sit back and say, okay, we're eight and one. Let yeah. me let me let me get back to the basics here. Let me let me relax, man. I'm I'm putting myself and I'm putting my team in compromising situations. Let me just do what I do and whatever happens, happens. You know, because yes. you got a team behind you, man. You got you got an all pro, you got a former all pro, former Pro Bowl safety behind you and Kevin Byard. You have a young safety in Reed Blankenship who's playing extremely well um by by pro football focus metrics. Um he's uh he he's uh has like an overall rating of that's over 80, that's over 80 um amongst safeties. Um, you know, you have Slate opposite, opposite side of the field. You know, trust your instincts, my man. Like, settle down. Yeah. Just settle down. You know, you're eight and one. You got you made it to the bye week relatively unscathed. You can you can bounce back from this. I think to, I think that's you know the, the the there's the physical part of it which is critical for those guys to just rest up. But there's also just get away from it for a minute. Remember who you are. Forget about what's been happening here and, and move on. Is he concussed? Bradbury? Is that who we're asking for? Because <laughs> he had a concussion earlier in the year. So yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's like, yeah. it's like, is he still going to get something wrong with him? No, I mean, he, look, he obviously, obviously what you hope is this dude isn't, isn't a guy in his thirties who's just absolutely smacked into the wall. And if he, if he is, you're going to need two corners, man. You know, maybe, maybe three, because I don't know that you can trust that Maddox can stay healthy. Yeah, That is going to be the target for me in the off season for the Eagles, whether yeah, it's the Eagles are going to have draft yeah the eagles are going to have to are going to have to hit corner hard this offseason yep. because I, you have no idea what the future holds for slay or bradbury yep. and then even avante maddox you know the eagles paid him that money a few a, a couple years back a few years back and you know he's he hasn't been able to stay healthy ever since so yep. it's going to be really interesting to see how this thing pans out in the long run but this offseason they're going to have to hit corner so hard they're going to have yep. to hit the draft um, guys that they drafted last year are going to have to step, you know, step their weight up. Um, maybe they, maybe they try to find some guys, uh, 
in free agency. You never know. But cornerback, in my opinion, is the number one need on defense going into the offseason. I agreed. Even if you even if these guys bounce back and play well, um, they're still in their 30s. 32, gonna... 31 years old. Maddox is what Maddox is approaching. I think Maddox is like 28, 27. Yeah. He's approaching that. So yeah, the, 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 these guys definitely gotta uh, look in the mirror because we're gonna because the Eagles are gonna need those guys in the second half of the season. For sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back and, and we'll dive into the uh, we'll dive into the Chiefs and, and look at what they bring offensively, what they bring defensively. You know how 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 big a challenge this thing's going to be for the Eagles. So we'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is priority one and. I, for the long time, I, I couldn't find the right person. I want you to have the right person that I have. And it's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, you're trying to get the employee benefits off the ground, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. So will you. Uh, give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610 610- Nine nine six four seven five one, or you could email him as well. Murray M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal dot com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal dot com. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed the most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Sports take. Let's hit the like button if we could, friends. Appreciate you hanging out with you on this Wednesday. All right, let's look at the Chiefs here. Seven and two record tone. Uh, point spread in this game, and it's kind of moved a little bit. Um, it is now Kansas City. It started off, the line was two and a half initially, and now it is the Chiefs minus three over under 45 and a half for Monday night's game. All right, so okay. that's, that's the point spread. I mean, it's, I mean, it's reasonable. I, yeah, I, I, it's kind of what I thought it would be, actually, so no surprise there. So the Chiefs offensively, you mentioned a little bit earlier, they're scoring 23 points per game. You know, the Eagles are scoring five more points per game than the Chiefs, mm-hmm. just, just by perspective here. That's 13th what the Chiefs are doing in the league. They're 19th in running the ball, 103.8. Not great either. Passing, all things considered, with the weapons uh, or lack thereof that Mahomes has, not bad. It's 264.9 which is fifth. Okay. Um, now d- here, here's what, where it gets really interesting for me. Defensively. Remember the chiefs weren't a great defensive team last year. They came on, but they weren't great. They're much improved. Yeah. Points per game, 15.9 second. So they're, they're ahead of the Eagles slightly a- ahead or actually a good amount ahead uh, against the run. They're 17th, 112.2 against the pass. They're fifth. They're giving up 176 per game. They have a lot of sacks. Um, Chris Jones is doing Chris Jones things. He's got five and a half. Mike Dana has five and a half. So you're getting 11 just out of those two. They have 31 total sacks on the season. This team gets after the quarterback uh, a little more, slightly more than the Eagles. Um, but but I think the let's go back to the offensive part of this thing. Six times this year, Tone, they scored 23 points or less. They scored nine against Denver, 21 against Miami, 19 against Denver the other time they played them, 23 against the Jets, 17 against the Jags, and 20 versus the Lions. They have not been tearing it up the way that we're accustomed to despite Mahomes' greatness on on the offensive side. Yeah, it's interesting. Most of those those numbers come from AFC teams. Right. And and the highest amount they put up was against the – the Detroit Lions, which was an NFC team, is fascinating. You know, the thing is, when you they they lack talent at the skill position, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean, Sky Moore, um, they had they had uh, they had they, they brought back McCole Hartman, didn't they? Yes, uh, who else did they have? They got this kid named uh, is it, is it, is it well, they have Rashid Rice, Rice. Rice. Been, Rashid Rice, he's been their base, their best receiver, 32 catches, 378, four touchdowns. Yeah, they're coming second- on. Their second leading receiver is Justin Watson, the kid out of Penn. He's got 14 catches for 276 yards. Like 
you know, the, the Valdez Scantling, eh, 14 catches, 249 and a touchdown. Like none of those guys are really doing a ton. Yeah. So this has guy. to be, this has to be a game where, although, yeah, the quarterback is who he is, these DBs got to take advantage of the opportunity that they have. You know, this, like, this should be a get right week, a get right week for them. And again, this is not me trying to take away from the quarterback. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is running the ball way more than he ever has in his career. He's on a he's on a career pace um, you know, for rushing yards. Right now, he has 42 carries, um, 258 yards rushing, and two uh, and, and, yeah, and two, 250 yards, 258 yards rushing, 42 carries. So he's running the ball way more than he has in his ever uh, than he has in his entire career. Um, uh, I think the highest the highest amount of rushing yards he's had in his career uh, was 381. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't put it past him to eclipse that number this year. I, I I think I think he may have. I think he I think he will eclipse 400 yards rushing. Um, so far this season, I I don't I don't see why he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. It, it, look, I I think if you look at it, the Eagles have had trouble in the middle of the field. Am I concerned about Kelsey? Yes, I am. I'm concerned about Kelsey. 57 catches, 597, four touchdowns. He hurt the Eagles. Remember the game? He hurt the Eagles early. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Super Bowl, he had their first touchdown for for Kansas City. Th- I thought they they buttoned him up a little bit, and then he started getting loose a little bit later. Um, yeah. You know, in, in that game, uh, I I don't know. I don't think they're gonna be bringing Dorsey in as a consultant anytime soon. Young Truth, I, I just don't see that happening. He's he's the OC who got fired from uh, Buffalo, uh, but I, I'll catch on somewhere. But I, I don't think it'll, it'll it'll be here necessarily. But yeah. um, we're good. <laughs> Kelsey's going to be a problem because the linebackers and, and Zach Cunningham's done a nice job for them. And Morrow's been fine. I don't want the linebackers on him. And so what does that mean? Who, what do you, who do you put on him? Do you put, do you put a Bradbury on who's got some size? Uh, you know, do you go with corner on him? Do you go with the safety on him? Uh, he He's a matchup problem anytime, but he is, especially I think for a team like this. Yeah, I'm not moving Bradbury. Um, I want him to be as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So uh, I'm not moving him. Um, obviously, I would. I would never put Slay on him. No. Uh, the reality is the safeties are going to have, the safeties are going to have to step their weight up. You know what I mean? They're going to have to find a way to bracket him with maybe a linebacker and a safety, or maybe the slot, or maybe the slot. You know what I mean? They're just going to have to find a way to bracket him and put him in situations where he, it's it, they need to make every target that Travis Kelsey has. They need to make it the toughest throw Mahomes has to make. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, everyone else, hey, listen, one-on-one, you do your job. But other than that, when it comes to Kelsey, you make you make his job as tough as you possibly can. Get physical with him at the line of scrimmage, which who knows if they even do that. Um, but if he even considers throwing the ball to Kelsey, make sure he has to think twice about it. That's that's how I look at it. Um, so I think I think this is gonna this has to be a big game for uh, Kevin Byard and uh, Reed Blankenship, they got to be on their P's and Q's against uh, Kelsey. And then Bradley Roby, man, um, he hasn't played in a, a, a few weeks. Um, he had he has to be strong as well for them. So, yeah, Ro- look, Ro- yeah. Th- yeah um, their their quarterback is is who he is. He's the baby goat of the NFL. You know what I mean? He's like this is this isn't a, a cakewalk by any stretch of their imagination because of what he's capable of doing. And again, he's been running more. So, uh, I think it's going to be imperative for those safeties. Uh, to remain disciplined and to try to limit the damage as much as they possibly can. And look, this 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 uh, Kansas City Chiefs team—they're not explosive. They're not beating you over the top. They want to nickel and dime you down the field. So you got to find a way to force them to make some mistakes, um, get some key third down stops, 
Um, force them in some third and long situations if you possibly can. But best believe they're going to be throwing the ball. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes throws the ball forty plus times. Um, uh, on Sunday, on Monday. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, look, this is not a good pass defense. Andy Reid wants to throw. Andy Reid lo- lives to throw. I-, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that that's what Andy Reid's going to do. He is going to attack them. It's not to say they'll mix in Pacheco because Pacheco had success against them in the Super Bowl. They'll mix him in if for some reason the Eagles' run defense isn't as stout as you. Yeah, he'll, he'll, we know who he's willing to do it if he has to do it. He did it in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but and they've man, been using him a lot in the passing game as well. Yep, they've been using yeah. the passing game more also. So, um, yeah, man, they've been doing everything they can to give Patrick Mahomes. They've been trying, they've been doing everything possible to generate some kind of offense um, outside of Travis Kelsey. Um, it hasn't been consistent. Um, but, again, it's something you have to pay attention to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the other part of it is there's the whole Andy Reid mystique, you know, coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's funny, man. When you, when you look something like this up, you get a bunch of different stats on it. Right. Um, but his, his safe to say his numbers are excellent, uh, excellent coming off the bye. you know, 27 and four coming off a buy that's that, that, you know, that includes regular season and postseason, et cetera. But he's, um, I wonder what he's got in store, you know? Uh, and the other part is <clears throat> he's got such a good defensive coordinator in Steve Spagnola, you know, who, who is so adaptable. This guy's won three Super Bowls twice with the right. He's won twice with the giants. And I think once with the, obviously the chiefs last year. So it, it's not just he's good at what he do. does. He's, yeah. he's good at what he does. You know, he's one of those guys, man, and who's who's really meant to be a coordinator and he's excellent at it. So you're you're gonna be dealing with trying to trying to, to counter this guy. So Mahomes this year, 2,442 passing yards, 17 touchdowns. He does have eight picks. As much as we get on Jalen for the interceptions, Mahomes has eight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been sacked 12 times, completion percentage is good, 68.6, passer rating good, 96.7. So those those things are there. And the yeah. thing is, we just know, like, this dude is so good off schedule. He's so good in every at, at facet of this thing with the short game, with the long game, the touch. Uh, he's not afraid to take off. He took off a bunch of times in the Super Bowl and hurt the Eagles despite playing with the terribly bad ankle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're dealing with the best guy in the game. That's what you're Absolutely. Be dealing with. Absolutely. I'm curious to know what, you know, what the emotional temperature is. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing how things ended up uh, in that game, man. You know, at least for me, uh, I was asked, I think it was the other day by Sill, she said, which game is more important to me, the 49ers matchup or the Chiefs matchup? And my, and, and my retort was, emotionally, the Chiefs matchup. But logically, the 49ers matchup. Because yeah. the 49ers game has more implications over, uh, you know, in terms of our seeding and the NFC and all that kind of stuff. But the Chiefs matchup, I want that game. I want, they, I want that they, game. They, and they, I, and took, they, they took the, the the trophy away from you, the ring. Yeah, I want, I, I, I want that game. I want that win. For the simple fact that I need to know that we can beat them. I need to know that the Philadelphia Eagles can beat Patrick Mahomes. I need to know that Jalen Hurts can beat Patrick Mahomes because so far in the Jalen Hurts era, the Eagles are zero two against the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. and both times the common denominator. Hasn't really been great games by Patrick Mahomes. And when I say great games, I mean his one of his bigger passing performances, right? The common denominator has been the run defense, the running game for the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs in the first matchup 
put up north of 250 rushing yards on the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021. And 2022, in the Super Bowl, they put up north of 150 rushing yards on the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's two seasons in a row where the Philadelphia Eagles have not been able to stop their running game, which has made life easier for Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. keeping the Eagles off balance. Mm -hmm. This year, the Eagles have the number one rushing defense in the NFL by a long shot. And teams are throwing the ball at a 70% clip against the Philadelphia Eagles. So you know how they're going to come in this game. They're going to try to get their running game involved. They're going to twist. They're going to try. But ultimately, they're going to throw that ball. So you limit the run game. You force them to become one-dimensional. I think that ups your chances. And on top of that, they're limited from the skill position. There's no better opportunity for the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Chiefs other than the Super Bowl appearance, you know, going forward, because I think it's going to be a rematch. Other than then, there's no better time to beat the Chiefs than now because they're so one-dimensional right now. Mm-hmm. Because you have because you have the number one run defense. I know it seems counterintuitive going up against a guy like Patrick Mahomes. They're going to throw the ball. But when I think about why they lost those games previously, they couldn't stop the run. If they can stop the run thing like they normally do and allow your defense to focus on one thing, stopping the pass, mm-hmm. limiting their opportunities, you know, uh, try, you know, trying to get them up the field on third down, putting the ball, forcing Kansas City to put the ball in more turnover-worthy situations, I think the Philadelphia Eagles have a good chance of winning this game. Yeah, I, look, I, I think so too. I, I think there's, I think there's a couple things that have to happen. I, I'll give you the obvious: don't turn it over, and that's been a big problem. Yeah, fumble yeah, three times against Dallas, you got them all back. That's a miracle. That's a minor miracle. Don't you, you can't turn the ball over, and you have to get Mahomes to the ground. Do I think if that turf was on the up and up, that they would have gotten him at least two or three times? Yes, I do. So I think they'll get to him two or three times in this game. That's going to be huge. Um, and and man. Can they start creating some turnovers? Yeah, we need more. We need more. Holy smokes. That's a huge problem here, man, with, with, the, with the secondary in particular. But I'll take anything, a strip sack, a deflected ball, whatever. Somebody make a play here and get a turnover. Because guys are so wide damn open, they can't even make a play on the ball. You exactly. know what I mean? It's, it's like the, the windows that some of these quarterbacks have been throwing through over the past several weeks has just been insane. So, I mean, they've had they've had clutch interceptions, right? The Darius Slay pick six in week yeah. one. Um, the Darius Slay pick on um, in Tua. Miami. Against Miami. You know, the, yeah. you know, the, uh, you had to seal the game. Um, the Reed Blankenship um, interception. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they've been timely, but we need more of them. We need yeah, more it's volume. You know, it's volume. It's yep. volume. You know, earlier in the season they were forcing a lot of fumbles in like those first few weeks. Now it's like non-existent. Uh, they, they 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 need more playmaking. They need they need more game breakers on that side of the ball. Um, you know, again, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I really think this team needed this bye week. I think a guy like Kevin Byer needed more time to really settle in with this team, settle in with what he's been asked to do. I think they I think they needed to get healthy on that side of the ball. Um, I think this is the healthiest they they've been all year. Um, there's no better opportunity for them to prove that they're back on track. By limiting a guy like Patrick Mahomes, there's no better. There's no better time to prove it. Question for you, Eagles offensively. Okay, um, will they look to establish the run more? Kansas City is 17th in the league against the run. Uh, the Eagles haven't run the ball particularly well, like we talked about lately. They were running it better earlier in the year. It's not a priority thing for them. They are a pass to get a lead, run to milk the lead kind of team. 
that said, do you think they will look to run the ball a little bit more or establish the run early? Uh, I think they will. I think the reality is uh, think about that Cowboys matchup. Yep. They ran the ball. They they ran the ball, I want to say, 33 times. Let me make sure I got that number right. They ran the ball a grand total of – excuse me, sorry about this. They ran the ball a grand total of 33 times mm-hmm. for 109 yards. Not 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 spectacular. Average only 3.3 yards per carry, but, had, but they had two touchdowns off of it. But they stuck with it. And Jalen Hurts threw the ball 23 times. Um, so – if you take away Jalen Hurts' rushing attempts, which he had 10 on that game, the Eagles ran the ball 23 times. So they were an extremely balanced attack with their passing and running the, running the ball with their quarterback, even more so if you include Jalen Hurts' uh, rushing attempts. So they were extremely balanced um, in their attack. I And, and it, it, if you really think about it, they went, you can clearly tell they went into that game saying, we're not going to overthink this. We're going to try to be as physical as we can with this team. We're not going to turn this game into a shootout. We're going to try to keep this game under 30 points and we're going to force we're going to force Dallas to try to make plays and beat us. And the Eagles, they stay disciplined. I, I think I think out of all the games they played, I think that Dallas game was their most disciplined um, you know, performance in terms of play calling, in terms of run pass balance. Uh, you know, it's in a game like that. It's so easy to lose your discipline because of the emotions. Right. And we, and we saw them lose discipline in the fourth quarter on, you know, from a defensive perspective. Yeah. But just from a play call perspective, they were very disciplined um, for three straight quarters. Um, things got a little wonky on offense in the fourth. But overall, very disciplined, uh, very disciplined uh, play calling, uh, a play calling attack. I think they have to maintain that discipline, uh, you know, in this uh, Chiefs matchup and not get enamored um, with trying to compete with Patrick Mahomes. So far, so good. We'll see how this thing pans out. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is, too, like you have to sort – you want to use the Super Bowl loss as motivation. Obviously, that's a chip. That's fuel. You're you're pissed off about that. You should be. I hope so. You can't let. There's a line there. We don't want to get too caught up in the revenge thing. Oh, we just wanted. We would stick it to them. We lost the Super Bowl. You get yourself in trouble doing things that way too. You can play dumb football doing things that way too. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that you're. It, it's the objective is to win the game, not just beat the Chiefs. If that if that makes any sense, I, I think that's no. One it of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's one of the things you have to watch here for them. But then, you know, the flip side of this tone is, I know the Chiefs' defense has improved, but who's stopping A.J. Brown? I don't think anybody can stop A.J. Brown. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, I'm not saying they have bad corners. Their corners are actually young and good. But nobody's yeah. stopping A.J. Brown. I think Devontae is, is, is going to be is ready to roll. Devontae had seven catches for 100 yards against them in the Super Bowl. He played very well yeah. against them in the Super Bowl. Those yeah, their guys corners – their corners are playing very well. Don't get it twisted. But I don't think their corners match up well with AJ Brown from a size perspective. I I just don't think they match up well at all. Um, maybe more so with Devontae, but again, AJ and Devontae proved that they can put up numbers on his, you know, on these corners, on these guys. Now they're better, obviously. They're more developed, obviously. Don't want to take anything away from the work they put in over the offseason up until now. But AJ Brown is better. Um, I think Devontae Smith, despite what the numbers may tell you, I think he's a better receiver as well. He had that one bad Jets game, but everyone's entitled to a bad game. Um, first bad game in three seasons. Like, come on. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles do have the edge, like, you know, you know, in, you know, in some respects, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to just, you know, you know, make anything up about it. You know, I, I really feel like although their defense has been playing better, you know, this is a week to week league matchups matter. And we're going to see if the Philadelphia Eagles can kind of keep pace 
um, you know, as they have all season. You know, you know, they're 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 a productive team. I think they're averaging 28 points at home, uh, 28 points overall, like 30 points at home, 25 yeah, or 26 on the road. Yep. So they, they can still put up points on the road. Um, it's about being opportunistic. You know, it's about getting the key stops. Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. Yep. And, and look, Kansas City's tough at home. They're they're all they're. Their lone loss at home was without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, put it in perspective, it was Detroit, but that was their – and they only lost that 21-20. So they're mm-hmm. good at home. But, you know, look at who they beat. Chicago. Terrible, right? Denver at that point was horrendous. They're, they're, they've improved a lot, credit to Denver. Mm-hmm. The Chargers, you know, nothing – not all that big a deal. They, now they're credited with a home win against Miami, but that game was played in London. Yeah, that was a neutral side game, right? So, really, is there a quality win mixed in there at home? Not really, as far as I'm concerned. I no, I mean, so. no, like you're not saying anything wrong at all. Um, the reality is, despite their schedule, um, you know, we always have to respect the champ. The oh, champ, for sure, for you, sure. you know, you, you know, and uh, you know, and, and I'm not even implying that's not what you were doing. Um, yeah. You know, the reality is, although their schedule is their schedule, they've shown regardless of who they play, they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we got to go in there respecting the champ and not looking at their schedule and saying, oh, they did that against them or, oh, they only were, they, they only, they barely beat this team or who did they play? Right. Um, you know, I, you know, I reserve those arguments for teams like Dallas and Detroit, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. um, the Chiefs, you got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It doesn't matter who you play. Yeah. You better bring, <laughs> you, you, you better bring your A game. I, you know, my line, it, it's a, they're like a villain in a horror movie until they're dead. It, it ain't over. They, they, all of a sudden, they pop back up and they're still chasing yes. you, man. And that's Mahomes. Think about it. You were up ten at the half. I don't want to. I don't want to go back into this and open up the wounds. But you were up ten at the half when it should have been more, actually. But anyway, you're up ten at the half, and the, look what he did, man. And so you never count that guy out. You know that's for sure. But I, I want to just go back to this one more time. Mm-hmm. The Eagles get accused a lot, and again, a lot of times I think by their own of no quality wins. I would look at it in terms of quality wins for Kansas City. Certainly beating Miami is a quality win, no doubt. Um, but we beat them too. so Right. Eagles beat Miami as well. But, you know, beyond that, again, when when they beat Minnesota, Minnesota was a mess. This before Minnesota got their act together. They beat Denver early when Denver was terrible. Since then, Denver's played well, and Denver beat them once. They beat Jacksonville early. Jacksonville got on a run. All I'm saying is, like, it, they ha- they don't have a ton of quality wins under their belt either. So, uh, what Kansas City has after well, the I hear Eagles? You. I, I hear you for sure. Yeah, just for perspective, they're at the Raiders, at Green Bay, Buffalo home, at New England. Man, they have a cakewalk at the Raiders. Uh, I'm sorry, Raiders home, home Cincinnati, at the Chargers. Like, there might be one loss in their tone. They're going to be the number one seed in the AFC again. They are because yep. their yeah. their schedule for a team that won the Super Bowl is is nowhere near as tough as the Eagles. No, no, you're not wrong at all. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they definitely have uh, some more some more leg work to do. Uh, Chiefs, uh, Bills, a team that's literally mediocre at this point, but still you got to respect them because of the quarterback position. Yep. Uh, then you have 49ers, a very, very, very tough matchup. I don't know how the Chiefs got away with not playing them this year, uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> got 49ers, uh, then Cowboys on the road, Seahawks on the road. 
going to be tough, man. Well, you know, going to be, going to be real tough. And I think the Eagles can do so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still not buying the Cowboys. I'm still not buying the Seahawks fully. Um, I'm only paying attention to the, I'm only paying attention to Detroit because they have an easy schedule as well. Yeah. And they're the immediate threat to the number one seed for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I agree. Like I, I, I was, I'm only, I, I gave you the Chiefs because that's who they're playing. I'm with you. Like I don't spend a lot of time worrying about the AFC. Like that'll all take care of itself. And then if the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, I'll worry about it then. Mm-hmm. I, I really, the NFC is my, is my focus, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm heavily focused on the Niners and the Cowboys and the Lions. And then everything else kind of falls, you, you know, backwards after that. Yeah. There's and also to your point earlier, you know, this is going to be the toughest game for both of these teams, right? Chiefs and Eagles. This is going to be their toughest opponent. You know, like the, the both of these teams are at the top of the mountain in their respective conferences. Uh, both of these teams have taken care of business against who, the, who they were supposed to be for the most part. Neither of these teams have really looked like world beaters over the past several weeks. Right. But they still but they still are who they are, and, they, and they're still teams who find ways to win. That's the thing about both of these teams. Above all else, they find ways to win. They find ways to limit the damage. And um, they just find ways to get it done. And, and once again, they're two of the best teams. They're, two, they're, they're the two best and most consistent teams in their conference. They both deserve respect for that. Um, again, both of these teams this is going to be their this is going to be their hardest um, matchup thus thus far of the season. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, I think when you when you're dealing with anytime you're dealing with Andy Reid, anytime you're dealing with Mahomes, especially because they have a history, uh, you know, uh, against you, and they've they played extremely well. Uh, Eagles fan is right. McDuffie is a top ten corner in the league. Yeah, he's he's really developed. They've done a good job developing young players over there on the. Defensive side, they really have. Yeah, um, he's a small guy too, but you know he plays. He play. He, he plays big. Yeah, got to respect that. Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean, so they're credit to them for for getting better. I mean, they were they won a Super Bowl last year with a really young cast on the defensive side, and that you know that again. The Eagles should have won that Super Bowl. Uh, they should have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know it burns. It burns. Not that it I'm burns, bitter. man. Not that I'm bitter at all. Uh, all right. So uh, here's what we have coming up. Next, we're going to dive into some Sixers. They had their eight-game winning streak snap tone uh, last night to the Pacers. They have a big one tonight on a back-to-back against the Celtics. Um, so that's that's one of the things we're going to do. Deshaun Watson major injury, major ripple effect and impact on the NFL uh, and the AFC in particular on this one. Yeah. On the AFC North, which is arguably the toughest division in football. And you got a little fun segment, which we're going to hit in the last one, which I'm looking forward to, man. You want to give us a tease? Just give us a taste. Not, not who's involved, just what it is. What are we going to be doing? Eagles fans. You guys know the old adage uh, or the old game we used to play. Uh, start bench cut. You know how it goes. That's one version of of, of that game. That's yeah. That's that's one version of that game. That's 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 the that's that's the clean cut. Yeah, sports that's a PG. Version. It's PG. Yeah. yeah. But when you but when you was with the homies. Yes. And uh, you know things you know things were a little uh vulgar. <laughs> you know you know how it used to go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but in, the, in 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 this respect, we're playing start bench cut. Okay. Okay. Start, I like it. Bench cut later on. So, um, I have about eight sets of players. Uh, that we can play around with you guys, and that may, and also maybe you guys um can throw in some examples as well that we can potentially use later on, right? Uh, okay. give me give me three players, you know, you know, for our last segment. Hold on to them though; don't post them yet because I don't want to lose them in the live chat. You know, just think of some guys, and then uh, make sure you have them ready for that last segment 
uh, for start bench cut. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll be doing that at 1:30. Just just so you can you can get ready to have your responses then. All right. So a lot to do. Let's hit it. We'll come back uh, and we will talk a little Sixers. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, uh, I actually have the guys coming out as soon as we're done the show uh, today to take a look at the bathroom and and the ceiling in my basement, which got damaged uh, due to a a you know water leak that came down from my my bathroom upstairs into my basement area. I got all kinds of stuff going on here, so the guys will be out. Uh, a little bit later today to start work, get an estimate, do some other stuff. Uh, and they've already been out helping me with, with, you know, dry things out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you have a home, you have a business and you go through the pain, the inconvenience of smoke or mold damage to your property, fire, water, you name it, uh, they can handle it. Proaction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. They're also licensed, bonded, and fully insured. And they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, Pro Action Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. They are working in conjunction with mine as we speak. Again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. Or if it's something else that you're not sure about how to go about cleaning it up or you can handle it or you just don't have the time, whatever, give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply your party on go for the scene go for the screens 
go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, back with you on this Wednesday, wow, middle of the month already, uh, November 15th. We are now six days away from Thanksgiving, man. That That yeah, is man. crazy, crazy. What are we, six weeks away from Christmas? I, I mean, right, ha, have you done any shop? I haven't even thought about shopping or any of that. Have you? I haven't even taken any holiday into consideration just yet. Um, the reality is, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I recently moved to Texas, yeah. so – uh, all my family's in Philadelphia. Yep. So uh, we're, this is going to be the first year I'm not spending Thanksgiving with any of my family. So uh, it's, 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 it's going to be strange. It's yeah. definitely going to be strange. Are you going to come home for, for Christmas or no? Uh, no, nah, we're not. Nope. We're not. Um, okay. You know, the, the, the move itself was a headache. So, you know, we kind of want to just like, you know. Chill. You know, get chill and continue to get settled and um, recover from that a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, and I haven't even thought about shopping. I, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. 
Uh, that's for all. sure. All right, so let's uh, let's look at the Sixers here last night, Tone. So they lose 132-126 to the Pacers, 8-2 on the season. That snaps the eight-game winning streak. I guess here's my first reaction to it. You know, you, you win eight straight in that league, it's a very difficult thing. I can't get cranked up at a loss in mid-November to a team yeah. that played two days before and beat. Like, I, it's right. going to happen. It, you know, it's... There, there were there things during the game that were frustrating. Things you can look back at that they can be better at. No question. I mean, there's yeah, they're going to make. Plus, the other teams going to make adjustments, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I, I'm not tripping about them losing last night at all. I'm not either. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into the details of the game, did, did you see this floor? Did you see the floor? The red floor they played it's, on. It's, it's pretty interesting. You liked it? Oof. It's all right. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, uh, I like. I mean, I mean, there are other teams. Theirs look better. I, I see other teams that have some really cool floors. Um, theirs is all right. It's all right. Does it do anything? Is there any added incentive, excitement, focus for you that it was an in-season game last night? Oh, you mean like the versus uh, a regular regular you, season game? Oh, you mean like the tournament thing? Uh, well, yeah, the in-season tournament. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. I mean. Um, you know, I understand the format, but it's not maybe maybe things will heat up once it gets to the brackets side of it. Right now, we're in group play. Group play is always boring, no matter what sport it is. You know, group play is boring. You know, when they're prepping for the World Cup and broke um, group play is boring in in in, in soccer. You know, any other sport. So, um, I think once they I think once they get down to the bracket where it, when it becomes you know one and done, I think that's when it becomes more exciting. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i not, I don't, maybe, maybe in like a final. I, I'm just telling you right now, it hasn't moved the needle for me at all. Like, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I, 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 I'm I like I'm it. it. No, I like it when team, when, when leagues try to do something different, you know, et cetera. But <clears throat> this feels very forced. It almost feels like they're trying to coax their own players to get excited about the product. The regular, the regular season, right? That's what it feels like to me. You know, yeah, because because they know teams teams don't take the regular season serious. Players, teams, they don't take the regular season as serious as they used to anymore. Um, right. The competitive nature has kind of been lost since you know the early the early days of the game. Um, everyone's homies, everyone's friends, so mm-hmm. it's just like you know, these guys are kind of just coasting. And you know, again, once the bracket play comes and becomes one and done, the intensity is going to change because these guys these guys are comp- these guys are competitive. At the end of the day, they're competitive, and when they know they're playing for something. Regardless of the regardless of the context, I think these guys are going to um are going to show up, especially teams that aren't necessarily, especially teams that may not have the most to play for in right. the grand scheme of things. I think it's just going to be super high competitive football that we, should, I mean, high competitive basketball that that we should at least try to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, so uh, they lose the game. So let's dig into the game a little bit. Right, Maxi. You know, again, he's coming off a game where he scored fifty. There, there's inevitably going to be a bit of a letdown. Yeah, a, l- a little still, lag. You yeah, know. I mean, he still ended up with twenty-seven, but it was on nine of twenty-three shooting. It was a slow start. He picked it up. The Sixers went on a run in the fourth, and he was he was keying that run. So it's you know he definitely picked it up. But you know, I mean, it's only natural, even with a guy who's like the Energizer Bunny like him. Maybe the legs weren't quite the same. Maybe right. he was a little bit tired. You know, maybe there's just a natural. Let down after you, you you throw a half a hundred up there. I don't know. He but he he was missing some shots earlier in the game tone. 
that he has pretty much been hitting all season. It, just, it was the legs. It was the yeah. legs. He went, he went for 50. You know, he, he it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, it, we, we got to keep in mind, he's not used to scoring at this volume. So his so his body is going to be conditioned and, and, and it's going to catch up, you know, like his uh his conditioning, his endurance, his dexterity is going to catch up to the volume of offense that he's you know that he's going to have to produce. And also they lost by six points. I mean, you know, you know no real sort of their back. They beat them last night by double digits. You know, it's all right. The real matchup is tonight, though, the Celtics. But we're going to get into that a little later. Yeah. So here here's here's something that I I am concerned about. And it's going to, re- frankly, piss me off. I know. I know. I, I can't wait for you to share this. Okay. So when Bede was questionable for last night's game, and, and it came down to shoot around and all that, and, and he played. And he, he he put up 39 and 12 and 6, even though I, I didn't think he had a great game. But but nonetheless, he just still 39, 12, and 6 is 39, 12, and 6. So he played the game, and they have a game tonight on a, on a legit back-to-back against the Celtics. He better not sit tonight. It better not be a situation where you're going to load manage him tonight against the Celtics and you played him last night because it was one of those in-season tournament games against the Pacers. I would much rather have have eaten the DL last night against the Pacers and had him against Boston, who was also 8-2 going into this game and who's going to want some revenge off of you because you beat him earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And it would suck for the people. It's a home game, too, for the Sixers who paid their hard-earned money to go see him play if he sits. I I don't think that'll happen, but I really hope the Sixers don't do that unless he's legitimately hurt. Why was he questionable last night? I think it was just load management. They don't they didn't really give you a, an exact reason. Okay, because I'm with you. He better play tonight. Again, the, these are the matches we care about. We don't care about no disrespect to them, but we don't care about the Pacers. Right. No, like we like, and and I think the Pacers could potentially be a playoff team if they continue to main, you know, keep keep pace. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, let's look at the dates here, right? They played the they played the Pacers on November twelfth, and they played them on November fourteenth. So that was a two game span. I don't know why he it would even be low management if he had two days off anyway. I don't get that either. I, 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 I don't get why he'd be questionable in the first place. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he was, and then. You have Boston and a back-to-back. You're flying from Indiana to Boston. No, no, home. Hmm. home. So you're I'm, sorry, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're yeah, flying you're from good. Indiana back to back to Philly. Yeah. Um. So so you can you, you know you can sleep you can sleep in your own bed. You can get some treatment. I think he plays tonight. I think, I think he, he does too. I, I again, I would really hope that that doesn't happen. I really hope the Sixers are past that kind of stuff. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. So a couple things from last night. Mm-hmm. This is a game where you saw not having Ubre with that instant offense punch that he can give you, and mm-hmm. and Batum not being there for personal reasons hurt them. So you got two points out of Covington who started for those two guys. Mm. Yeah, it's just not there scoring wise. Now he didn't play a ton of minutes either. But here's the other problem, Tone: six points off the bench. Six Pacers got thirty three. You were that's outscored thirty three to six, man. On, that's on the difference points. right there. That's yep. the difference. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference, you know. I, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at this bench right now, and let's you know let's really look. You got Patrick Beverly, Furkan Korkmaz, Daniel House, uh, Robert Covington, typically yep. Paul Reed. Melton showed up. Got to give credit where credit's due. Him, he Gay did. 30. He had his best game of the year by far. Right, day thirty. You know. Yep. Um, but young guys like Jaden Springer got to step up. 
You know what I mean? They, 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 they got to give you at least six. See, my thing is, if you're a bench guy, if you can give me a, a consistent eight points off the bench, I can roll with that because I'm going to get the other points from other, you know, from elsewhere as well. And I'm yeah. talking about individually, right? Yeah. You know, if a guy can get on the floor, Jasper, you can give me eight points. Beverly, you can give me eight points. You know what I mean? Like, it, all these guys have to do is just take advantage of the opportunities that they're given, and it all adds up. You know what I'm saying? If you get if you get eight bench points from five bench guys, that's 40 points off the bench. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, that's wishful thinking. But I always look at it like, man, even if you guys can just spread the ball around, be effective, you know what I mean, uh, take advantage of your opportunities, there's no reason why um, guys shouldn't be, be able to put up points off the bench. As a matter of fact, I'm curious now because I'm going to look at some stats here, you know, in terms of bench points uh, in the NBA. I want to see I want to see where the Philadelphia 76ers rank in terms of bench points thus far, because I think I think that's going to be uh, really important in the long run. So let's see here. Let's see here. Mm. This is pretty deep here. I got to find this. All right, Give me a second, Rob. Yeah, just just keep, all right, keep looking for it. So I, I would say a couple of the things that, that stood out to me. 16 turnovers in the game uh, is something that, that obviously, you know, can happen. Um, and and I, the other thing I noticed, too, is they were passing up a lot of really good looks from three. And and that's something actually Nick Nurse talked about after the game. Like their three-point um, attempts uh, is, is accounting for a very small amount of their points. Like they're, most of the points they're getting are from two. They need to become more of a threat team from three. I don't want them solely relying on it, but they it needs to be more of a – or teams are going to honor that instead of packing it in on you. So that's something to keep in mind uh, with them. The other the other observation, and I hope this isn't the case, but it looks like Marcus Morris is cooked. He looks – he's kind of teetering, man, and maybe he's just not used to the system yet or whatever, um, but it is something to keep your eye on. I, I know – look, we were, we're all thrilled that Harden's out of here, but you did lose some scoring when he left. So th- that may be something you look at is just to add – uh, you know, a little bit of scoring punch somewhere. Um, and, and again, I don't think you want to give a ton up and I don't think you want to lock yourself in for major money for years or all. Like, I know there's a lot right. of Zach Levine discussion being had. I'm not there with, with Zach Levine as some people, uh, some others are, but nonetheless, that's, that's something to keep your eye on too. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a chance that you bring in a guy like Zach Levine that can really take away from, uh, you know, what, um, that can really take away from what Max is doing and potentially what he can, you know, what he can provide. So, um, it's a risk. It it's a risk that you have to consider, but ultimately, um, I'm not quite there yet either. Um, but he will. He, Zach Levine is a tremendous player, man. I mean, Zach Levine is a is a scoring machine. He is. I worry about the lack of uh, defense and, and and some of the other things. But I hear you. I hear you. Um. So, uh, a couple other things. Keith Pompey, who we got on the show yesterday, uh, just tweeted out. Jalen Brown, non-COVID illness. Kristaps Porzingis, right knee contusion, both listed as questionable for this game. So that's something to keep your eye on right there. That could, that could be biggie. If either one, if both or either one of those two guys isn't able to go, that's a that's a biggie, man, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is uh, Porzingis, you know, kind of put some work on them last game. So, you know, we'll, you know we'll, 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 we'll see how that thing pans out in the long run. But overall, um, I think this is a game that the Philadelphia 76ers can win. I mean, I mean, it's early in the season, and and you want and and you want you want to take advantage. You want to take advantage of 
um, you know, these matchups with, you know, with the uh, with the Celtics, um, at, at least in the early part of the season, you you, you want you have to. Mm. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, All right, got yeah. it. So bench points per game, found it. So when it comes to bench scoring per game, the Pacers are actually ranked number. They're actually ranked number one. Okay. In in the league. I didn't realize they were that good. Okay. Yeah. In terms in terms of bench scoring, they lead the league with forty nine point six. So, uh, they're a deep team, and and they they literally beat the Sixers with what they do best by scoring off the bench. In terms of bench scoring, the Philadelphia seventy Sixers. Wow. You won't believe this. Yeah. In terms of bench scoring, the Philadelphia seventy Sixers are ranked dead last in the NBA. Hmm. Dead last with with only twenty points per game from their bench. They're dead last in the NBA in yeah. bench scoring. Uh, well, all right. So l- look at the guys who they generally bring off the bench, Tone. All right. So he- here's here's who it is. Now, Ubre, when he was coming off the bench early in the season, it was it was awesome because he was he was dropping like twenty off the bench. But you're br- here's what you're bringing off the bench: Paul Reed. Um. Not sometimes Nick Batum, but he's more of a starter now. Robert Covington, Corkmas, Beverly, House, Morris, Springer, Mobamba. There's not a lot there. <laughs> no, you're right. There, there's not a lot there. Um, there, like there, there is nowhere other than Kelly Oubre, no one on that bench can provide you instant offense, instant scoring. That's yeah. why Oubre was so big for this team. Uh and I actually liked him coming off the bench more so than starting because, again, he provides you that that spark plug. I'd almost, when Batum gets back and, and Ubre gets back, it's going to be a while for Ubre. I, I would maybe think about just keep keep him off the bench, keep bringing him off the bench and start Batum. I would think about it, that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm t- I'm totally with that. You know, also that way you can you know Ubre can get his legs back. You know, yeah. what I mean, you're not you're not you're not just throwing him out there. Take him a, a little bit, man. This is yeah. You know, it really sucks. They still man. haven't it caught doesn't... that guy either, or gal. I don't know, whatever, whoever it was. They still haven't caught them. I mean, give me a break. It's it sucks, man. I still don't understand how no one how fluky saw is anything. that too. Like, I, you know, you can live with a guy getting hurt on the floor. Stuff happens, whatever. But <clears throat> you walking home, you get hit by a car. Jesus, man. It's it is nonetheless, it though, man. Um, yeah. obviously, you know, we want the best for him. I get well soon, Kelly Oubre, but. You bring up a, you know, the the reality is, man. This they, they need they need some more from this bench. They need yeah. more. Yep. Um, I understand they are who they are, but these guys got to get more efficient. They got to they got to find a way to create offense for them. And I think Nick Nurse can find ways to do that. Um, I think again, this this roster is fairly new. Um, yep. Outside of Joel and B, Tobias Harris, and Tyrese Maxey. Well, and he's new to all these guys too. Keep that in mind. Even though you have, we have trans you know, guys who have been here, right? It's they're all new to Nick Nurse also. Yeah, yeah. That's a so, big part. Yeah. so you know, I'm I'm curious to see how it looks. You know, by the time we get to you know uh, January, yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, th- I'll probably have a stronger opinion then about this bench. But um, I know if, if we see it, we know Nick Nurse sees it. We know oh, Darren Moore sees it. sees it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move at the trade deadline to try to bolster that bench. I wouldn't either. Uh, so you look at the best records in the NBA right now. Um, Denver's nine and two, the defending champs, but. The Sixers are tied for the second best record uh, in all the NBA. So they're eight and two. The Celtics are eight and two. Somehow the Minnesota Timberwolves are eight and two. Uh, hey, they've been they've been cooking. Yeah, and, and they and, and, see and the fight last night. Yo, oh my God, yo! I listen, man. I know people hate him, but I love me some Draymond, man. He's he tried a to put he tried to put uh, Gobert to sleep. 
Yo, it, Gobert so- was good afterwards. You hear what he said after the game? No, what did he say? He said we were talking, and I knew when Steph didn't play. Steph, Steph Curry sat out last night. He had, a, right, he had right. an injury. He was out. He said, I knew Draymond Green wasn't going to be interested in playing an entire game, and he was going to pull something. He said that. Like, it was – it was. that's a pretty good little – That's bold. Little, little zing. That's bold. I like yeah, that. that yeah, that's a yeah. nice little zing. Uh, yep. That's, 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 that's bold. But, you know, it's so funny how that situation even came about, man. And then, you know, again, the way Draymond had <laughs> – the way Draymond had this guy locked up in that in, in that in that in that choke, yeah, it was almost like he was looking at him like, yeah, just go to sleep, yeah, just go to sleep. Like <laughs> it, it looked like he was whispering in his ear while he was doing it. It was hilarious. Oh my god, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so they they end up uh, the the the, uh, the T Wolves end up winning the game. The other the other game, and you know how I am. I'm, I am going to be so petty about this tone every single time. So far be it from me to not remind everybody that the Clippers lost again last night. Clippers lost to the Nuggets, uh, 111-108. They're 0-5 with the with the system, with Mr. System. Uh, at, what, at, what, at what point, at what point do we start really looking at this Clippers team like whoa, like like they're falling off a cliff? If they if they go 0-10, this this is a stretch, but Dude, if they're they three go, and seven now. They're three and seven. If they go 0-6 on the road. 0-6 on the road. Yeah. If they go 0-10 since that trade, you know, so right now they're 0-5. Well, 0-6 since the trade, 0-5 with on the floor. Yes. So which number do you want to hang on to? <laughs> let's go 6. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Yeah. So they're already 0-6 since the trade, yeah. right? Because that yeah. means they they were they, they still got rid of guys. You know what yes. I mean? They, lo- they lost guys. It may be harder than play. But they still sent assets to the Sixers for James Harden that they would have had if he didn't. If they didn't trade for him. So yeah. they're zero six since the trade. What if they go zero and ten? If they're zero and ten since the trade, do they make another move prior to the trade deadline? Uh, oh, um, I don't know. I don't know that they might make a trade before the trade deadline for sure. But if they start off zero and ten. What I'm going to be really interested to see what happens is who goes to the bench if they try and shake up just the lineup and which of those egos is going to be able to handle that. It's not going to be Kawhi. It's not going to be Paul George. It's likely to be either Westbrook Westbrook or or Harden. And I don't like, I don't like that situation because Westbrook was playing great with the Clippers. Great. He was a perfect fit for what they wanted him to do. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing great. He showed the form in the playoff and putting the playoffs and all those other guys got hurt. All those other guys got hurt. He showed up and he was there leading those guys, um, going crazy in the playoffs. And they had a chance to win all those games. They had a chance to win every single one of those games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, it's it's really, it's really, really, really unfortunate because I like I like Russell Westbrook, and they pushed that team to a five. Uh, they pushed the Phoenix Suns to five games, but again, they were in every single one for the most part, man. Um, and the things and think that then things you know got out of hand towards the end because again he's he's by himself leading a team that's not really that wasn't really his to lead in, in the beginning. So it's definitely gonna have to be Harden or Westbrook Harden or Westbrook coming off the bench. Honestly, if it's me, I'm sending Harden's ass to the bench because you just got here. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook, that motor is still running hot. James Harden, your motor, not so much. Yeah. So I like Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup with Kawhi. And uh, and um, PG because 
He 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 plays the pace that they want to play. Versus Harden, everything is so slow when he's on the floor. Like mm-hmm. everything is so like, look at him. It's, it's almost like he just wants to make a spectacle all the time. Everything, all eyes on me. Like it's, I'm I'm not I'm not buying Harden with the Clippers right now, and it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for me to even believe in this team. Like and look, these next three games, Houston, San Antonio, San Antonio back to backs, they may get their win in there, mm-hmm. but but you know who knows, man. Who knows? Because because so they they got Houston, San Antonio, San Antonio, New Orleans, New Orleans, Dallas, Denver again. That's who they have upcoming. Um, that's the next six. That's the next six game stretch. If I take it further than that, they got Sacramento, Golden State, Golden State. And that's Sacramento's the, better than they played so far. Sacramento's five and four. Sacramento's um, they, they, they're they're going to get it together. They got to get healthy. No, I agree. With you. I agree with you. They're getting it together. Um, Oklahoma City's been very interesting. They're seven and four. Houston's off to a surprising start at six and three. Yeah. Um, they coach well by Ime Udoka. They're coached very well. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. It, yeah. I mean, look, the way they're playing right now, nothing's a guarantee. Like, I get San Antonio's not good, and they're 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 learning. They're a bunch of kids, but San Antonio, they beat Phoenix back to back. Um, so I mean, granted, yeah. they were shorthanded. Uh, yeah. they were missing uh Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, but uh. I'll tell you, it's been, it's been fun watching Wemba Yamba, Yamba play. It's been fun watching uh, Chet Holmgren play. Some of the younger cats out there in the West. I've, I've enjoyed that so far uh, in the NBA season. Definitely, early, yeah. Early part of this Definitely. The, you know, the, the, the center position is in good hands going forward. Yeah. And these guys are – it's crazy how they move for, for they're gigantic. So, they're so lanky. They need, and they they're so more, skinny, man. They need oh some more God. muscle, man. This this that, that it, It's out of order, man. Those guys need some more protein. They need some eggs or something. But this is where, like, the grown men, like, in beach should break them in half. But I, I don't know. It's different now. Like, back in the day, dudes would have chopped them in half and, and literally firewood. Quite, quite literally. Oh, my God. So, you know, we'll see. But anyway – but they are what you see the potential because they can shoot it. They can run the floor. They're good shot blockers. They're smart basketball IQ because they can both dish. But they're, they're both fun, man. They're both fun. Yeah, um, that's for sure. All right. So here's what we have coming up. NFL segment next. Deshaun Watson latest on what's going on there. I got a bunch of other injury updates for you. Tone and I are going to do our top five 2023 coaching jobs. This is not... You know, you're all the guys who have been around forever, the Belichicks. This is who's doing the best job this year through nine, 10 games. That's what we're going off of here. Okay. So we'll be doing that in this segment, a bunch of other stuff that we'll get to uh, as well. So you don't want to go anywhere as we roll into the final hour of the show. He's Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured. Pennsylvania Tree Services Company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. Uh, They're just a quick phone call away, and they service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, as well as northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call, 610 850-2848, 610-850-2848. 850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. 
go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back, everybody. Tone, I'm Rob, hanging out with you. All right, Tone. So here's the thing, man. It's been a it's been a very interesting last couple of years for Deshaun Watson, to say the least. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, and, man. And we knew he banged up the shoulder the other day in the game, and but they had the and they thought he was going to be okay. He had the MRI. He's got two breaks in the shoulder. He's he's had to have surgery, and he's done for the year. And, you know, yeah. In Cleveland, you got to be saying to yourself, man, are we are we not just jinxed here? Like, like what is happening? So he's done for the season. If you remember, the, here's the wacky thing. In the preseason, they traded away Josh Dobbs to the Cardinals 
for basically nothing. Um, and he goes there. He played okay for a while, and now he's in Minnesota, and he's he's one of the feel good stories of the season, mm-hmm. which is just weird. All the three six degrees of Josh Dobbs, but anyway, all the guaranteed money they gave Watson, all the all the hype, everything that went into it. Two seasons down the drain. Two seasons down the drain, and and now Cleveland's going to have to go to war, and, and it's not going to be PJ Walker. They're going with the rookie, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, is who they're going with. I'm not even mad at that because we 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 know what the PJ uh, Washington uh, experiment looks like, you know. So uh, at this Walker, point, Walker, yeah, Walker. I'm sorry, I said PJ Washington. That sounds. I think PJ Washington's a basketball player. He's the NBA. Um, guy, yeah, yeah PJ Walker. We 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 know what the PJ Walker experience looks like. It can't hurt. Besides, I like that kid. Um, that they, that rookie they had. He played very well in the preseason. He's pretty sharp. I like kid. Yep. Yeah, I, I like him. So um. We'll, we'll we'll see how we'll see how it pans out, man. Look, they have a really good defense. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the. I don't think they're going to win the division anymore. The division becomes a three-team race. In our reality, it's a two-team race because Kenny Pickett's not going to be able to win that division in the yeah. long run. So, Ravens, Bengals, Bengals. Listen, let's keep let's keep it on it. The Bengals quarter break. Bengals quarter. Oh, break. this week, no doubt. Or what, are, what, are you, what are you referring to? Just generally, they caught him. Just, right? just generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, in, in, in terms of that, in terms of that conference, mm-hmm. the Bengals, the Bengals caught a break because the Browns. I felt like they were getting momentum, and the Bengals, they were just, you know, they had that four game winning streak. They lost to the Texans. They got the Ravens this week, yeah. and then they got the Steelers the following week. Right. Um. They don't. They, they don't play the Browns until they don't play. They don't play the Browns again. Until the final week of the season, so um, I'm I'm mainly just talking about in terms of the grand scheme of the division because the Browns look like they were picking up steam. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Browns uh, they had the Steelers this week, right? Correct. Browns yeah, had correct. The Steelers there's the week. big Thursday night game with the Ravens and the Bengals. There's a lot of NFC North, AFC North, like major implications this week. So yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, you have the yeah. Thursday night game. And then you have Steelers at Browns, one o'clock Sunday yep. as well. And yep. then they had uh Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. I mean, it wasn't the easiest schedule in the world because the Jags um are a pretty good team. Yeah. Broncos seem like they're turning turning the corner. Um Brown, Browns definitely could have got a playoff spot at least, but now I, I mean, don't know, man. Now you gotta you gotta hope that defense that's really good goes Trey Water and, and get you a wild card spot at least. Yeah, yeah, and they got to go nuts, you know. So, uh, yeah, tough blow, tough blow. There's no doubt. Um, that's a lot of money, got a lot of guaranteed money spent last year and this year for for not a ton of games. All right, uh, elsewhere with quarterbacks, Justin Fields. Look, not that this matters in the in, the, you know, in terms of win loss, but he's coming back uh, with the thumb injury. The reason it matters is if you're Chicago, you want to give him as much work as you can give him to to try to make some kind of judgment about where you're going with this going forward. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's been given the proper tools. I'm not telling you he's perfect and he doesn't wear some of this. He does, but I don't think they've done enough for him personally. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, they did bring in DJ Moore. Who's a very quality receiver. He is. Very, very quality receiver. Um not top five, but definitely top 10 in the NFL, if you really want to argue about it. Definitely yeah. top 10 uh, receiver in the NFL. Um, 
has had he's been having a tremendous season. Uh, 52 catches, 793 yards, five touchdowns, having a good year. But Justin Fields, his career is fascinating to me because I still have no idea how good he how good he can be. Um, I think I think we know the floor. Yeah. But uh, we have no idea what the ceiling is, and I just have no. I don't know what direction the that the Bears are going in. I don't know what they're. You know, how some teams you can kind of look at them and say, okay, we got a sense for what their plan is. I don't. I don't get. It. I don't under. I don't know where where the where the Bears are going, where they think they're going. What's their what's what's their plan? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what their plan is as far as the quarterback position. I don't know how they really feel about Justin Fields. Uh, they just strike me as a team that that makes too many knee jerk reactions. Yep. Uh, I think that thing needs to be cleared out. I think Chicago needs to be cleared out personally. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If they decided to trade him in the offseason, hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. They're going interesting. to have they, they're going to have the number one overall pick again because of, because of the uh, Panthers. They're Correct. not going to have you know, and they are, they're going to have maybe the number two overall pick as well. Yeah, they're they're sitting pretty draft wise. Like they're, they're sitting pretty draft wise, right? If there was a Super Bowl, if if, if if there was ever a Super Bowl of drafts, the the, the Browns would be perennial champions because. They're Bears. always in the, they're all, well, the Bears, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, they will always be the number one overall pick. You know, I, if it was, well, think about what you could do, though. Like, seriously, you could grab a quarterback and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what I'm telling you. Don't be surprised if they trade fields. Yeah. Maybe get maybe get a, a low first or a high second round pick for him. Yeah. And then they Ooh, get I don't more. know they're getting that much, but but OK, OK. No, 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 not not together. Um, Either a low first or a high second. I think I think you're um, probably getting you're at you're, you're right low two I think is but we'll see we'll see um, because I, I I still think I still think there's some untapped potential there with Justin Fields I would love to see Justin Fields in in, in Pittsburgh hmm. I would love to see him in Pittsburgh you know okay. with those with, with those weapons those young weapons um uh, the, uh yeah, I'm not uh, sure Pickett's that guy yeah I, I know he's not that guy yeah. <laughs> um and, and also with that defense like. I would like to see Fields in Pittsburgh. I think that would be an interesting story to follow, and he'll have some legit coaching under Mike Tomlin. I don't know why. I feel like he fits there. Okay. Um, but I don't. Tr- I don't think the Steelers are really the type of team historically to really to kind of make, make that me- kind of trade. Yeah, make that kind of move. Like yeah. um, they draft the picket. They're going to ride with him until the contract is over. That, that, that's kind of how they move. So, yeah. But again, don't be surprised if the Bears trade Fields in the offseason, man. All right, keep your eye on it. Uh, all right, a couple other things. Uh, Jets had the dreaded player-only meeting, which is usually desperation time when that kind of thing happens. They also waived running back Michael Carter, who was their leading rusher in 2021. That surprised a lot of people. He got bounced. Maybe an example right. being made of him. I don't know. Um, but they had a players-only meeting where uh, Garrett Wilson said they needed to clear the air on some things. I don't, I don't know how much – you can have all the meetings you want as long as Zach Wilson is the quarterback. I'm not sure how much difference it makes. But nonetheless – air you're clearing when the, <laughs> uh, when the stench is still sitting right next to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the other thing that Salah said today was, if Aaron Rodgers wants to play this year, he'll play this year. So, okay. Yeah. It's tiring. More tiresome story. Anything involving Aaron Rodgers or Taylor Swift? Yeah, they're the enigmas. <laughs> they're the enigmas of the NFL. 
They're think, they're probably the most annoying. I cover. I think I'm going Rodgers. I know it's probably Swift for you. I think I'm going Aaron Rodgers. I, I got to tell you. Uh, they're, they're they're pretty much on equal. They're pretty much on equal footing for me. Um, <laughs> ultimately, it's not something I care about on my day to day. It doesn't bother me on my day to day. But whenever it comes up, it's like, can yeah. we move on? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's. Listen, man. I have a conspiracy theory. I think the NFL is slowly trying to uh, they're slowly trying to finesse Usher out of the halftime performance to get T Swift in there. Because you know, I, I, you know, you know, Usher's doing the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl this year. You're right, right, right. I don't know. Well, or, and or maybe they they make it the ultimate pregame. You know, where she they, you could you could serve both. Like Usher still gets halftime. She does some kind of pregame. Who knows, man? I, I don't I, know. T Swift is a, is too big for pregame. Yeah, she's not. A, yeah, but I. But you're not looked at as an opening act if you do that, are you? I, I don't. Yeah, know. you are. Are you? Yeah. I, in that setting, all right, maybe. Yeah, man. You might be right. You might be right. Halftime is where the eyes are. Okay. Okay. Pre-game, everyone's still getting home from wherever they are. It's true. It's you know, true. they're probably they're 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 probably flipping through the channels. Or you're or, or you're just not locked in at the party you're at. You know, for a yeah, pre-game. you know, you're just you're just T Swift yeah. isn't doing a pre-game. Okay, I'm telling All you, right. man, my my conspiracy wheels are turning. They're trying to they're trying to slowly squeeze in T Swift well, to that halftime performance somehow, some way. She, I think she's. It's funny. We were, I was talking to Al Morgani about this last night. We were we were doing the radio show together, and he he said. I think he said she's in like Japan the day before, but she is off for the Super Bowl. So there's a little window there. You know, it's a hell of a I, flight back. I have <laughs> another I have another conspiracy theory. All right. If if it's Eagles and Chiefs in Super Bowl and she's there, Chiefs lose. I like that conspiracy. I like that kind of thinking, my friend. Yes. You know, uh, guys, let's hope. you know, typically when guys try to show off in front of a woman, it doesn't go well. And that doesn't go well. No, no, nope. we've all been well. there. We've all We've been, all been there. <laughs> uh, all right. So a couple other things. I mentioned the Steelers. Looks like Pat Fryermuth is going to come back the tight end. That's good. He has a hamstring. They need him. He's a good player uh, for them. He's been banged up most of the year. So if he comes back, that'll help that offense. That's been kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. Uh, this is not unexpected, but had a second surgery on the knee because it was pretty severe. What happened? This one, the latest one he just had, is to uh is for the ACL is to repair the ACL. The other one was to prepare other other ligaments that were messed up. But they still have hope that he could play in 24. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I'll see. be honest, man. That injury when it happened, oh my God. Catastrophic. Yeah. And a guy that talented, man, a guy that productive, he he's like the linchpin of that offense. You know, you feel for the guy, man. Injuries like that, especially with the position he plays. I know you question if you can. You question if he'll come back the same. Yeah, or if no. they're really willing to pay him any money. You know exactly, no exactly. And, and look, and look at the talent. Doesn't it's not. It's never the talent that's in question. It's can your body hold up? Can your body um, carry that talent? Yep. Um, that's it's kind of like the Derrick Rose thing. You know, Derrick Rose, his talent never went anywhere. His body just continued to fail him. Yeah. You, you know the the narrative always was, um, his ta- he was too talented for the body he was given. Yeah. And his body just couldn't hold up. His body couldn't withstand the torque. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, all right, elsewhere, uh, a couple other things here. Mac Jones. So the England has a bye this week, and then they come back week twelve to play the Giants. He was on. He did. He does a radio appearance on uh, Boston radio, and he said he's unsure if he's going to be the starter. 
uh, when he comes back and Belichick hasn't confirmed either way. Like if I'm them, but first of all, they're done. I mean, I, I, when I say this, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're done. Yeah, but I, I would, I'm throwing Bailey Zappi in there just to see what it looks like for a little bit. I mean, it can't, it can't get worse than what it's been <laughs> so far. Oh man. <laughs> don't say that. Cause whatever you say that, Things yeah. find a way to get worse. I guess, man. I they don't know. always find a way. So, uh, you know, again, we spoke about this, man. I, I'm so disappointed in Mac Jones. Yeah, and I expected so much more to him. I did too. I thought, I thought with Bill Bill O'Brien there, it would look a little bit different. It doesn't at all. Right. Um, and it's not like, and it's not like Mac Jones doesn't know Bill doesn't know Bill. You know, they go back. I think that, I think they go Alabama. back to the Alabama days. So yeah, they know yep. who they, they know each other and. Something's something's not clicking for Mac Jones right now. Yeah, something's just not clicking. Uh, your boy Tommy DeVito uh, will continue. Tommy to, the Shark. Yes, he will continue to get starts for the New York Football Giants. Uh, he will start this week against Washington. Boy, I'll tell you, I I know if you're an Eagles fan, you're looking at it just because it's an NFC East game. Who cares about that game? That's did you know? Cares. Did you know that? Did you know Tommy DeVito is uh, uh Danny DeVito's nephew? Get out of here. Really? He is? No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. man. You had <laughs> I no, do know this. He's, <laughs> he still lives at home because he's from North Jersey. He lives wow. at home. Wow. He, he, well, he's Italian as hell. He's saving, he's saving, <laughs> saving bucks, man. Mom's still cooking dinner for him and, you know, washing the clothes and the whole nine, man. You know, Tommy DeVito, just his name. I've already crafted this, this narrative for his life, right? And this is what I mean by this. Tommy DeVito. Gets his big break in the NFL. Yeah, still lives with his parents. Saves all his game checks. By time, but you know he only he only plays in the league for about maybe three or four seasons, if that. Yep. He takes his hard earnings, invests in a restaurant startup. He has his own restaurant called called Devito's. <laughs> Super successful, and he just he walks around just telling stories all the time about his days in the NFL. Yeah, it's a sports bar where he it's has, a sports, it, he starts yeah, a sports yeah. bar. Yes. It, and you know, the, it, it go to the Vitos, you, you know, he played for the Giants for you know, yeah, four years. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean, I think four, you, four, I think you need years. to consult with him. I think you need to help him out, man. It's it, awesome. It, it, listen, I watch a lot of moves, man. So <laughs> I've I've already I've already thought about what what this what this movie would I like, be like. I like that you have his future laid <laughs> laid out. He doesn't even know what his future is. Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh Nick my god, Bo Nick Bosa gets the uh, defensive player of the week. For the NFC, Niners came back with a vengeance and, and just smoked the Jags 34-3. to uh, He forced a fumble. Uh, he, he made a lot of plays in the game. He, he, and, he and Chase Young were all over the place. Yeah. Um, th look, that defense, if it stays right, is extremely formidable. He had a sack and a half in the game, by the way. Uh, is extremely formidable. And, and concerning. I, I will just tell you that. It's going to come down to Purdy for me with them, but their defense is nasty. Yeah, it's always going to come down to Purdy. Um, that defense is definitely going to be something to deal with in the long run. They have talent all across the board on all three levels of defense. Um, Chase Young, Nick Bolsa, they go back They go back to the, Ohio, uh, to the Ohio State days. Those guys were ferocious together. It's going to be really intriguing to see, though, can they all stay healthy? Yeah. That's the that's the thing with them because they push it in practice. They, you know, Kyle Shanahan is, is one of those coaches where he pushes his guys. Um, hence why they're probably always so prepared. But can they hold up or can they hold up throughout the season? 
you know, we'll find out that, that that's going to be the, that's going to be the storyline. Yeah. It's going to be a big thing with them. And, you know, they're a talented team, you know, that's for sure. But it's, it's, I still have my questions about Purdy in a, in a playoff type setting. Like, I, I, yeah. I think he's really good, but I got to see it, man. I got to see it. Uh, CD lamb got the NFC offensive player of the week. That's dope. Uh, yeah, 173 uh, re- receptions, uh, reception yards, and a touchdown. And the Cowboys, you know, one big 49 to 17. So, really, no surprise there uh, with the way he's playing. He's, he's playing proud. well this year. He's playing he's, very well this year. He has played well. He has played extremely well for them. He's good. Look, I mean, I don't, I'm surprised. He's a really good receiver. He's a really good receiver. Yeah. What surprises me is how little they've used slash got out of Brandon Cooks. That has surprised me. It's a very good point. You know, I thought he point. was going to have more of an impact. Maybe this is why he kind of bounces as much as he does. I don't know, but it just See, feels I can't, like I, I can't. I can't buy that part of it because, you know, he's he's been a productive player throughout his career. Every single season, he's been a perennial of yeah. uh, a thousand yard receiver. You know, throughout his career. As a matter of fact, let me make sure I got this right. Um, Brandon Cooks throughout his career, you know, he has more thousand yard seasons than not. Uh, right. in, in 2021, he had a, in 2021, he had over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, 2022, he got hurt. He only played 13 games, but still gave you 700 yards, three touchdowns. Um, this year, this year so far is on, is, is, has been his most, maybe his most unproductive season. Um, maybe not as bad as his rookie year. Cause he only played 10 games, but then again, you never know. Cause in, in, in 2014, his rookie year, he only played 10 games. And still give you 550 yards, three touchdowns. So he's a guy that's always been productive no matter where he went. Uh, from 2015 to 2018, gave you four straight seasons of a thousand yards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then from 2020 to 2021 with the Texans, two straight seasons of a thousand yards. He's always been a always been a productive receiver. Right. Um, I think I think it's honestly the situation. Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh Saquon uh Barkley is uh is out there. Practicing to some extent, he's got the high ankle sprain. Uh, Dexter Lawrence not practicing. Uh, Thibodeau, Hyatt, and Dory Jackson are all in concussion protocol. Like, if the Giants had an option of waving a white flag and just saying, "Let's let's just end it right now," I don't think anybody would argue. Just end it. Just 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 get out. Guys are just hurt. They suck. It's a mess. <laughs> it is a disaster. Guys are hurt. They suck. Just- oh. All Just the above. Wrap, wrap it up. Um, all right, so a couple names to keep in mind Eagles-wise for practice this week. One of them is Cam Jurgens coming back because I think all that can do is help the running game. Mm-hmm. The other one, Bradley Roby, obviously is a big one too to, to, to just get him back and you know get him in, into the mix there and playing. So they're two, two to watch on both sides of the ball for the Eagles who could you know really, really benefit them uh, this week against the, uh, the Chiefs. And they're they're back practicing. Uh, I think today they go back, yeah, because yesterday they were off. So back today they get the extra day because the game's Monday, um, mm-hmm. and you know can't come soon enough, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, all right, so uh, best coaching jobs this season, Tone. All right, this is not the best coaches out there overall. Mm-hmm. It's the guys who have done the best job this season. In the NFL, I actually, <clears throat> weirdly enough, I threw six in there. Okay, so I put a little write-in vote at the at, at, at six. Um, but uh, I'll go first. You want me? You want to go first? I don't. It doesn't matter. To me. Uh, I'll follow you. Lee. You go first. All right, I'll go first. I'll give you five, and I'll tell you who else I think 
should get some consideration because his his lot has changed a lot. Anyway, I'm putting Mike Tomlin at five. And I know Mike Tomlin's been around a long time. No, Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. I know I, I get it. He's an established guy. But what he's doing with, I think, a pretty porous offense and just not a, a crazy amount of talent on that side of the ball, some injuries and all that, warrants being in the top five. I think Tomlin's done a really nice job with Pittsburgh this year. So I'm, I'm going to give Mike Tomlin some love. Number four, I'm going to go Dan Campbell. Uh, the turnaround in, in Detroit. And he keeps cranking them up every week, man. They respond to him. They play well for him. He coaches with a lot of guts. He did in that game, uh, that Charger game in which they won. Um, I, I just, I think the guy's fun. I think he's good for football. So I'm going to put him at number four. Nick Sirianni deserves to be on a top five list when your team's eight and one. Uh, I don't care what the circumstances, when you have the injuries he's had defensively, uh, some of the stuff he's had to deal with. He deserves to be number three. D'Amico Ryans, to me, is number two. What a season he's had with a very young, rebuilding team that they're even in a consideration for a playoff spot. Speaks volumes. He and his group have really developed the quarterback and a lot of other young guys, too, while we're at it. Kudos to him. And Kevin O'Connell to be winning five straight without Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and you know just scrapping it together, man. Uh, gets him the number one spot on my list. So I go O'Connell, D'Amico, Sirianni, Campbell, Tomlin, slight write-in vote for Kevin Stefanski, who I think now I think he's it's going to be real tough now. But up until the the Watson injury, to have him at six and three is a pretty good job. Okay. Um, my number five, Um, this might be a wild card, but my number five, I'm, I'm going to say Antonio Pierce. Mm. Uh, Antonio Pierce for the Raiders. Um, he only has two games under his belt, but he inherited a pretty turbulent situation. A team who's pretty much, uh, who a team who pretty much gave up um, on their previous coach, um, and that situation was literally, you know, imploding. You know, for, and but he can he comes in, he stabilizes everything. Uh, so far, they're two and zero under his leadership, and the players seem to be enjoying themselves again. Um, they're five and five, by my estimation. They're in the thick of the playoff hunt. Um, I don't. I don't think they're going to get in, but they're still in the thick of it with the with the Bengals being five and four at the eighth spot, the Texans being five and four at the seventh spot. So, mm-hmm. and with the Browns falling off, you never know how this thing may how this thing may pan out. And that and that that's the only other topic, but it opens room for the Bills as well. But um, Antonio Pierce um, is ranked is ranked fifth on my list. Um, I love what he's doing right now, and I really think he deserves the job going forward, uh, especially depending on how the rest of the season goes. Okay. All right. Um, so, so Antonio Pierce at five for me. Uh, number four, I have Kevin O'Connell from the Vikings. Um, for all the reasons you mentioned, um, he's doing an amazing job keeping his team engaged. Uh, I think they're currently on what do we say, uh, a four game or a five game win streak? They're in a five game win streak, um, which is which is amazing. Right. Um, one of their biggest wins of the season came against the 49ers. Um, granted, the 49ers were missing some guys, but still, the 49ers were still more talented than them all across the board, and they still found a way to beat that team. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you lose your starting quarterback and Kirk Cousins. You lose the backup, um, you know, to concussions, and then, then you find a way to bring Josh Dobbs in, and he finds a way to win two games for you back to back, you know, in dramatic fashion. So, um, I, I I really like what he's doing, keeping that team engaged and keeping them in the thick of the uh, playoff hunt as well. Right now, they are the seventh seed in the NFC. Um, there's a lot to love about that. Sure. Uh, so I have Kevin Connell at four, all things considered, and number three. Uh, you and I are alike in this regard. Um, I have Nick Sirianni at number three. 
Um, the reason, listen, you're eight and one, man. Your team is eight and one. Your team is fighting the the momentum or lack thereof of of a, a Super Bowl hangover. Most teams coming off of a Super Bowl loss, they don't they're not as productive or they don't have the record that the Philadelphia Eagles have have had thus far. Um, they're eight and one um so far. Um, a lot a lot to be said about that. Uh, they battled a lot of injuries. He always finds a way to keep his team engaged and keep them uh, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Um, you know, he get he gets it when it comes to this roster. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like to give him too much credit because he kind of inherited a pretty good situation in terms of um, offensive line and defensive line. But still, um, they have to buy the, the the veterans, all the players. They have to be able to buy into what he's selling at the end of the day. True, and they so. Do. Um, and, tr- and best believe, we know what it looks like when the, when when the team isn't buying into what you're selling. No matter how talented the team is, we see that we see that in Los Angeles with the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. We see that we see that with the, uh, with, the with the Las Vegas Raiders when when they had um, Josh McDaniel. Oh, we yes. know what we know what it looks like when the team's not buying in. Talent doesn't just get you over, get you over the hump. Mm-hmm. You gotta have you got you guys got you guys all have to believe in the singular message that's being given um, from the head coach. So I put Nick Sirianni. At three again, fighting a Super Bowl hangover is a tough thing to do, and they're eight and one with the best record, and not only the conference but also the best record in the NFL. That has to mean something at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have to finish the job, and we're going to find out if he can do so. So Nick Sirianni at three. Number two, I have Mike Tomlin. I've just been really impressed with Mike Tomlin. Um, he has his team right now, uh, has his team right now, right in the middle of the playoff race of the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're tied for, I believe. Uh, the best record in their division. Well, the Ravens have, are seven and three, but everyone else is six and three. While the Bengals are five and four, so they're right there. Um, in terms of the loss column, only three losses on the season with a, with a, with the offense that's really it's very pedestrian, not getting consistent play from the quarterback. Um, a very suspect running game. Yet they're still in the thick of it. That uh, that that defense continues to keep them in games, which is his forte. Got to give credit where credit is due with that. And Mike Tomlin, just he, another guy who just knows how to get the best out of his guys, demands the utmost respect. And um, you, just got, you, you got you got you got you got to put a lot of stock into what he's doing under his circumstances. Um, he's dealing with the, he's dealing with some some personalities in the wide receiver room, nice. still keeping his team engaged. So I really love what Mike Tomlin's doing that. Uh, and that's why I have him ranked number two. Number one, D'Amico Ryan's man, like five and four record with the Houston Texans. Uh, you 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 had you have this new quarterback, this, this rookie quarterback in CJ Stroud playing out of his mind right now. The team is buying in to the message. They drafted extremely well, um, and we know how bad the Texans have been for a long time. We know how uh, they haven't really had uh, the best of luck um, in the coaching, you know, in the coaching circuit. Yeah. Yet, D'Amico Ryan's comes in, changes the culture, um, makes this team believe what they're capable of. Has that quarterback. Right there as a league leader, and you know, in the rookie of the year race, I'm pretty sure it's his his his, his award to lose. Oh, um, by yes. far. Um, th- another team that's right there in the playoff race as of right now, they're the seventh seed. Um, if Jacksonville doesn't get their act together, the Texans will catch them. Mm. And 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 I'm I'm a firm believer that the Texans are only getting better. Um, at this point, also they have a signature win on the season, beating the Bengals, thirty to twenty seven. Uh, they also had that insane comeback game-winning drive against the Buccaneers, which was awesome as well. Um, if, I, if you really look at their record and really look at the teams they lost to, um, I could I, I'm willing to argue that there are about maybe two games at least on that schedule that they probably should have won. Um, they should have beat the, the Carolina one is the one you scratch your head a little bit, right? I mean, that's they, the one. They should have yeah. beat the Panthers. Yeah, they should have beat the Falcons. 
And I was watching that Colts game. They should have beat them too, but things kind of got out of hand towards the end. Yeah. Um, defense couldn't really get any stops. So um, you can make an argument that this team could easily be, I don't know, uh, let's say eight and two mm-hmm. or eight or or uh, maybe seven and three. So, uh, well, they play nine games. So you can make an argument. They you can make an argument. They'll be six. They could be six and three. Yeah. Or even seven and two. Right. So, um, yeah, man, I love what Demico Ryan's doing over there. Their schedule is pretty favorable. They got the Cardinals, uh, and then they got the Jags coming up. Then the Broncos. The Jags better watch it, like I said. So Demico Ryan's number one, man. I love what he's doing. And my honorable mention at six is Shane Steichen. Yeah, Steichen's done a nice job. He yeah. has. Yeah. He's a good coach. Uh, he just is. He has a good feel for for play calling. I, I think he has a good feel for play. Both, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Both of those guys in in the South, uh, Steichen and and Tomiko are, are gonna are gonna be at their places for a while. I think um, mm-hmm. and, and and do a nice job. Yeah, good lists. Good list. That was that was fun uh, looking back. But there there's a lot of you know like D'Amico, O'Connell, Campbell. Steichen, you know, relatively younger guys, at least younger in terms of being head coaches, are all doing really nice jobs. Uh, Absolutely, teams, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's step away, and we're going to come back and tell us again what the categories are. J- j- don't tell us who who is in it, but what are we doing here? We're doing bench. Cut. We're doing start bench cut. Start, start bench, cut. bench cut. Exactly. Like we're playing that game, and I have about eight. I have about eight sets of choices. Uh, for you guys to play around with. So nice. um, for okay. that, you know, for the next segment coming up, you guys, jump know, those, in, you know, jump in, folks, jump in, you know, All throw right. some, um, throw some start bench cut scenarios out there. Maybe we'll use it. Uh, nice. So yeah, you guys, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty cool in the next segment. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. All right. Excited about that. All right. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back with start bench cut. Hopefully Tony and I will still be here after the break. Maybe we get benched or cut. I don't know, but hopefully we'll be back. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll return. Don't go anywhere. Sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Our back. Little segment of the show. Time flies when you have fun. That's Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis, and we are Sports Take. Let's hit the like button, friends, if you could. Tone, this one's yours, baby. Uh, you are you are in the driver's seat, my friend. I am a passenger. I, I am in the sidecar, as they say. Uh, for this <laughs> so I'm excited, man. I can't wait to do start, bench, or cut. And the good news is we're both still here, so we we survived. Somehow we survived. Yes, All right, let's have some fun here, you guys. Look out. People, look out. Let's have some fun here, you guys. Listen, man, it's so funny. Rob was like, "Hey, listen, Tone, um, for that, you know, for the last seven years, you know, I, I, why don't you come up with something? You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of, ty- I'm yeah. tired of carrying you, so I need you to, uh, I need, you to, Stop. I, didn't say <laughs> I, I, I need you, to, I need you to give me, I need you to give me something in that last segment. So I guess yes. I got you, I got All you. Right. So I yeah. went to the lab. You know what I mean? I, I, I went into my, I went Dropping into my stereotypical. Yep. Staring you know, I, I had my little '80s montage, and then you know what? <laughs> I came up with something. Start, okay. bench, cut. Like it. So let's start here, you guys. SBC. And SBC. Some of, the, some of these you may say, oh, it's easy. Some of them, but I'm, I'm going to tug on your recency bias. I'm going to tug on your heartstrings as well. Okay. So let's start. This, here's the first set of start, bench, cut. Got it. AJ Brown, Deshaun Jackson, oh, man. or Mike Quick. Start, bench, cut. Oh God. All right. AJ Brown, D Jax, Quick. Mike Quick. Start, bench, cut. AJ Brown, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Quick. Man, you're killing me with this. <laughs> you had to throw Quick in there. My sure guy. Did. Sure did. Ugh. The ultimate deep threat in DJX. 
And then the guy who's just been machine-like. All right. Um, AJ starting. Ugh. Quick is benched, and Deshaun is cut. Oh, that wow. That hurts, man. That wow. hurts. That, okay. you're coming, you came out with, like, that the, the sledgehammer, man, to start this thing. My okay. God. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Jim G said, Tone came out firing. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. All man. right, let's see. Jim G does oh, agree. Cut DJX, so he agrees. He says start, uh, start AJ. Start AJ. Cut DJX. Okay. Uh, get 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 uh get Tina too. Tina's correct on this, by the way. Tina that's said that's cruel. cruel. Oh, that's She's funny. Hey, listen, it Tina, is, that is cruel. It's with love. It's with love. All right. So Dank, yeah. Dank is right. A, you're throwing haymakers, but he would start AJ, bench Jackson, and cut quick. Oh. Dank, how old are you, real quick? How are you? How are you, uh, Dank? Damn, because yeah. because it, this is going to matter. Yeah, Dank, how matter. old are you? If you don't mind telling us, how old are you, Dank? Here's what I would matter. tell you, real quick before before Dank answers. Mike Quick was a better all around receiver than Deshaun was, flat out. I'll just tell you, flat out, he was. Dank's okay. thirty two. Okay, so that, that, he didn't see Quick. Quick retired in in ninety. So he Quick retired, you know, right when, you know. <laughs> It'd be right before Tone was, or uh, Dak was even born. So you're cold as ice. You got to oh, chill. <laughs> you get a lot of reaction from the fr- from our friends here on this one, man. Oh, uh, man. Okay, let's do the next one. Let's do the next one. Okay. All right. So, so the consensus seems to be start AJ um, bench it's, quick. It, the other two are close. The yeah, the, the, right. AJ's starting, but the other ones are the tough one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's my next set. Yep. Start. Bench cut. DeAndre Swift, LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. Oh my god, oh, dude. DeAndre Swift, LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. You're killing me with the last two. You're flat out killing me with the last mm-hmm. two. Okay. All right. Let's see. And you guys, I really want to know what you guys think as well, because again. I'm 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 not pulling any punches here. I'm not pulling any punches. Okay, Dad says a no-brainer. I'm going McCoy, Westbrook, Swift. McCoy starts. Westbrook's benched. Swift is cut. You know, I should have probably made it harder. I probably shouldn't have used Swift. I probably should have used Deuce Daly. That would have been brutal. That would have been hard. Having a, if I had to cut, man. I'm I, glad I, you didn't throw. I, I was torn. I, I knew I should have said Deuce Daly. My gut told me Deuce Daly. Jim G says start McCoy, bench B West, and obviously cut, cut Swift. Swift. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tina, Tina goes start Westbrook. Tina would for his versatility, I guess. But she goes. Ah, let's see. The, 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 the shady Westbrook thing is tough because yeah. Westbrook gives you that all around, like he was better in the past game, but Shady was a better running back. There's no question. Yeah. I, I, well, at Red Zone asked, do you think Tyreek Hill is what Deshaun was in the past? Yeah, but I think he's even a better volume catcher, Red Zone, than well, Tyreek Hill. Was. I think Tyreek Hill is better. I agree. He's a better route runner. He's, yeah. he's, he's he's just more electric. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's just big, a bigger body. He's stronger. Yeah, yeah he's more oh. he, he's more durable. Uh, yeah, he's, he's all neck. Was. <laughs> and the, anyway. the one thing I will let, let's give DJX props for his punt return ability. The guy, was he, big, yeah, that, that part too. He, and also, he was fearless. He was fearless. Yeah. Um, so, want to definitely give him credit where credit is due. Yep. Okay. And but you're right, Jim G. B. West could also return punts. You were absolutely right. That's true. He, he, he was, both of those guys had huge punt returns in the history of the Met, the, you know, the Mitch, uh, Miracle, the Meadowlands, and Eagles Giants history. Both guys in their own right had two gigantic punt returns. 
in, in the history. So, yeah. Dalton says, start Westbrook, bench shady, cut uh, Swift. Westbrook, the better all-around back. Westbrook can play slot, too. That is true. Shady was good out of the backfield, though. Uh, I, shady was box office. Box office. The one, thing, the one other thing in Westbrook's favor, he was a great pass protector. He was yeah. a great blitz that's a good point. blocker. That's a good that's, point. That's hard, man. I think I think Shady and uh, and B West are tough. It's it's tough. I would slightly lean to McCoy, but it's it's really close. This is okay. good, man. I got I got I got another one for you guys, All right? right. And let me make sure, let me make sure I got this uh I got this thing right here because. Okay. I was torn between this person. I wanted to make sure what position they played. Okay. So if I'm okay. All right, cool. All right. I got it right. So now we're going to uh, have some real fun here. <laughs> Start. Bench cut. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, or Chad Lewis. Oh, man. <clears throat> Chad Lewis was that dude. Yeah, he was he Donovan's. Uh, Chad Lewis was that dude in Philadelphia. He had he had the t- the touchdown that ended the NFC Championship game when he caught that ball in the back of the end zone, which also broke his foot. That did it. That was it. Then it was over, and the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl against the Falcons. By the way, all right, I go Ertz, man, Goddard, Lewis. I hate cutting Chad Lewis, but I'm cutting Chad Lewis. Chad Lewis was explosive. I'm going Ertz. Ertz is too good. Ertz was too talented, man. He was too talented. I have to. I'm sorry. And Ertz was clutch in that Super Bowl. Yeah. We talked about the fourth down conversion. We talked about the touchdown. That wasn't all he did in that game. Ertz was a phenomenal receiving tight end. I'm going Ertz. Goddard, a little bit of this, he hasn't maybe totally earned because he just hasn't played all that long. But I think he's he's so good as a blocker and a pass catcher. He's too. Why not Selleck? Yeah. Now the, re- now the reason I didn't, because I was going to say Selleck, but I changed yeah. my mind because Selleck wasn't anywhere as explosive as any of those guys I mentioned. No, he was just so, solid. He's going to catch it and he's going to get he you. You need solid. seven, he was, he's going to get you eight. He had longevity. He was solid. I love Brent Selleck. Don't get it tough, twisted. I love Brent Selleck. I love Brent Selleck. But I chose Chet Lewis because I feel like he I feel like he was more explosive. Yeah. Um. Tina has a good one, old school. Keith Jackson. He played with Randall. Uh, he yeah. was he was really good. He was really good back in the day. That's, That's a good, good point. choice. Good choice. That's by a good Tina. point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jim G. <laughs> <laughs> or which child do you like more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these man. are hard, dude. The, these are these are not easy. I, I will I will say that. Start Ertz, bench check, cut Dallas. Wow. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I mean, look. <laughs> here's the one thing I will say. Lewis Brandon stayed on Moore. the. Lewis stayed on the field more than, than Goddard does. He did. You do Brandon Moore. What about LJ Smith? Hell to the no, Brandon. He's so inconsistent. LJ Smith looked the part, but wasn't the part. Right. Okay. He, yeah, this, that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Perfect way to put it. Yep. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Where are we? Okay. 145. All right. No, we're good. I'm going to really get you guys with this one. All right. Start bench. Cut Jalen Hurts, Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham. Start bench cut. This is like illegal what you're doing right now. I mean, it should be illegal. 
Brandon says I'm trolling. Yeah, I know. I didn't think Brandon <laughs> you, you better be talking about some yeah, damn Brandon, uh, we, 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 we thought better of, of, of you. That we know. We know you weren't doing that. All right. Uh, <laughs> damn. Hertz, McNabb, Randall. Randall. Oh, God, I hate this. All right. Um, Jim G says start Hertz, bench Randall, cut five. He didn't even say his name. Jim G's right. That's what I would do. I would do that. I would do that because I think the ceiling – we're already seeing it, by the way. But the Yo, ceiling Dad, for Hurts. Dad says, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Cunningham is my all-time favorite. <laughs> I know. I love Cunningham. I, I I can't believe this. But, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm going st- – I'm starting Hurts. I'm benching Randall. I'm cutting five. Uh, here's why. I think Hurts, when all is said and done, will go down as better than both of them as Eagles quarterbacks. I do. And that's a mouthful, but I do. Because a lot of people consider Donovan the greatest Eagle quarterback ever. I think Hurts, when all is said and done, if he stays healthy, is is number one. Um, I for sheer entertainment, I need I need my Randall Cunningham man. That he is a, he is a highlight film where I sit back, kick my feet up, and just enjoy. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not cutting him. Uh, so five, I love you, and he'll always love you. But five is going. Yeah. So wow, start, he's starting oh, Randall. He's starting okay. Randall. Bench one, cutting five. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That that is interesting, man. That is interesting. That's oh my a, god! Look dude, at that's a start. Mariota <laughs> cut her bench with that. Okay, lay off the weed. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, let me. All right, let me throw one at you. Start bench or kill. You have one game to win. Foles. Hurts. Oh. I have one game to win. Start bench. Oh, you're kidding me, right? Oh my god. Foles hurts him. Vic, who? I'm gonna go Foles. I almost cursed at you. Hurts, Vic. <laughs> I almost One cursed game at to you. One to win. Start bench kill. You see, I bro, I thought we were friends. <laughs> I look. How do you I, know? I, you have to go Nikki Six to start. You got to start him. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to. He he's done it before. Yeah, he, he's done it before. I went toe to toe with the goat. He he and came he, out he on did. top. He, he he what one game to win. That's it. It's only one game. It's not career. It's not an entire season. And he's in an Eagles uniform because we know if Foles is in any other uniform, he turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> That's true. Uh one game to win. Yes. Uh be, because I've seen Foles do it, I gotta go Foles. Yeah. I'm benching Hurts because I know he can get there, but it's still iffy on if he can win it or not, because we yep. haven't seen him do it quite yet. Yeah. And then obviously Vic um got a bit gotta cut him. He hasn't really shown um, throughout his career to win those bigger games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, All so right. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my answer. Foles, start, <laughs> hurts, Give you a little, little taste of your own medicine there. Uh, that, right. that, that, that wasn't cool, though. That was worse than what I did. <laughs> tables, that was worse than... were, tables were officially turned for a second there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now I'm about to get right. you back. Right. Now, now I'm about to get you back, okay? Okay. Start, bench, cut. All right. Sirianni. Oh, my God. Andy Reid or Dick Vermeil. Start bench cut. This is awful. Sirianni, Andy Reid, Dick Vermeil. Every one of them took the Eagles to a Super Bowl, but didn't win one. Vermeil and Reid, longevity. Sirianni, unbelievable start. Oh, God. All right. Um, 
Uh, all right. Uh, Sirianni starts. I uh, know Reed yeah. starts. Reed starts. Really quickly, a lot of people are saying I should have put Doug P in there. The reason I didn't is because he won the Super Bowl. That would have been too easy. Yeah. Okay. I agree. With you. I agree with yeah. the way you did it. I agree. With that would you. that would have been too easy. Yeah, I wanted you. I, I wanted you to. I, I wanted yeah. you to pick guys that just got you there. Yeah. But they couldn't get it. No, you you did it right because they all got to the same level. All right. Uh. All right. Reed starts. <clears throat> Vermeil is benched. Sirianni's cut. I, oh God. Hey. So you're starting Reed, benching Vermeil, cutting Sirianni. Yes. That's pretty on pace for what I would do as well. Yeah. I would yeah. do that. Tina. Tina did the same thing. Start Andy. Bench Vermeil. Cut Nick. Yeah, man. Wow, it's hard, Jim dude. G, Jim G says start Nick bench Andy cut Vermeil. Wow, wow. I'll tell you, Nick wins one. This this discussion changes, obviously. You know, oh, with, with, without without a shadow of a doubt, huge win. <laughs> Dank yeah. said that's not right, Tone. <laughs> no, none of this is right, Dank. It's right. You're right about that. Tone's oh, Tone's man. doing me dirty here with this. I love it though. Oh man. Oh, Donnell has a good one. Oh. B Doc, Michael Jenkins, or Andre Waters. All right, P Doc starts. I'm and starting B Doc. That's your order. That's your order. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's pretty on par. I'm starting B Doc. Yeah. Um, benching Michael Jenkins. I'm cutting Andre Waters. Yeah. I mean, I love Andre, the, the, and I, but he's not. He's not of the ilk of the other two. He, he's just not. And you know, B Doc stands in a class all by himself. So Brandon Moore, Tom, we need to have a talk. <laughs> 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 Is that right. not, was that not the worst when you heard that like from a parent or a teacher like dude you just you automatically knew like it's over man i'm done listen, i'm listen, done I, I knew i was done whenever my teachers would say mr DeShields. yeah that's what i knew yeah i'm like yeah. oh okay mm-hmm. all right yeah okay got another one for you guys all i right. think this one's i think this one's gonna be tough too okay start bench cut Darius Slay, Troy Vincent, mm. or Asante Samuel. Jeez. Darius Slay, Troy Vincent, Asante Samuel. Start bench cut. Dude, Asante was an interception machine. Mm-hmm. Risk, he was a risk taker. Terrible tackle. He, he gambled. Oh, he, he yeah. He was allergic to contact. He, he was allergic. He, but but yeah. man, he gambled. Yeah. And he he could yeah. he could he could flip a game for you. He could, he could yeah. flip a field for you very quickly. Big time. He was from the Dion school of tackling. Like I'm mm-hmm. not here to tackle. I'm here to cover your other guy and get picks. All right. Um, Mario Mario says start Troy bench Asante cut Slay. I'm flipping it. I'm I'm starting Asante. I'm benching Troy. And I'm cutting Slay. I'm mm. I, I'm gambling a little bit here with Asante, but I need I need some takeaways, man. So I'm going Asante, Troy, Slay. Slay goes bye bye. That's tough. Okay, that's tough. All right. I mean, I get it though. I mean, Slay yeah. out of all those guys, he's the he's the lesser corner. Yep. But not but it's not it's not by a mile. No, it's no. Just... It's a it's a it's a hard conversation. I have a Tina, Lane Johnson, Peters, or Kelsey. Oof. Wow, you you guys suck. That is brutal. Oh my god. I I, I got one for you. All right, this one might, this this one might be brutal as well. All right, go ahead. So you know how the first the first one I did AJ Brown, DJ, and Mike Quick. Yeah. You know those are those are typically your number one receivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the number two side. Oh no. Devontae Smith, Jeremy Macklin, Irving Fryer. Mm. Start bench cut. 
Devontae Smith, Jeremy Macklin, Irving Fryer. I'm going to go Irving Fryer, Devontae, Macklin. So you're and, starting Irving? Yeah. Devontae, Yeah, even though Irving was older at that point. he Those are some of his best years, though, in the league. He was good. He was really good as an Eagle. I think people forget it. He was really yeah. good. Back-to-back seasons over 1,000 yards. Well over a hundred targets. So he he was a legit weapon. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Irving Fryer, Devonte, Jeremy Macklin gets cut. Not, not easy. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I think I think I was a Macklin I, guy. I, like, I was Macklin. a huge Macklin fan. Underrated. Very underrated. Underrated. Good. He, he, if only if only he could stay healthy towards the end. Yeah, Deshaun but, got all the shine, but Jeremy Macklin was really good. Man, he was a really good receiver. But with those two. Yeah, I'm going Fryer and then Devontae. Devontae could take the lead in that category soon, but right now it's Irving Fryer. Okay, Brotherly Tough says start Smitty, bench Fryer, cut Macklin. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can see that. I can see that flip. Yep, I can see that. Dank says start Smith, bench Fryer, cut Macklin as well. Uh, what else? Jim Jim G, start Devontae, bench Fryer, cut Macklin. Okay, it's pretty consistent on that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Smitty get the start, love. Yep, yep. Okay. This one is going to be tougher, okay, than the last one. All right, this may be your last Start. one, so go with your go with every whatever you got left. It's best. Ooh, okay, damn. Um, okay. Uh, start bench cut. All right, Trent Cole, BG, damn. or Josh Sweat. Oh, start bench oh, cut. Trent Cole, BG, or Josh Sweat. I'm starting BG. Really? Yeah, I'm benching. Josh Sweat, and I'm cutting Trent Cole. And that's crazy because Trent Cole was a sack machine. Josh Sweat is about to go into a different orbit. But BG has been so clutch in big spots point. that's a good, that I that's need a, the guy on the field if I if it's coming down to a last drive. He's getting the sack or the strip sack. So I'm going mm. BG. It's not. I'm not just being sentimental because I love the guy. So I'm going BG. I'm going, I'm going Sweat Cole. That's my order. William, okay. BG Cole Sweat. I, I, I get it. Uh, BG Starcher and Cole, Benji BG Cut Sweat. Wow. Really? You, you guys are cutting sweat? Dude, Trent Cole wow. was crazy. No, no. Productive. I'm a huge Trent Cole fan. I'm like, I love yeah. the celebration. Yeah, the like, arrow. I'm, I'm, yeah, because, you know, he, he he shoots a lot of arrow. He's, uh, he's, he's an archer. Man. Yeah, he's a hunter. Um, oh, man. Wow. Jim G, Trent was very consistent. He was. Hey, dude, let me very give you props. This was fun. I love this game. Man. Maybe we'll do one tomorrow in a, in a different sport. Okay. You want to do All that? Right. All right. You, yeah, you, yeah. you can, you got it. Maybe hoops. Yeah, we can do yeah, that's the we best one. We can have some fun with hoops. If, if you don't feel like you have enough, combine it and whatever. I mean, we, we could do a lot. With oh, that. yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And then right. maybe, and then maybe uh, Friday we might do a uh, baseball or something. You know. Okay. Me. All right. Cool. Cool. So, I like uh, it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. We, we had some fun today, you guys. We had some that was fun. good. That was good. All right. We got to run. Great, great work out of everybody in the chat. Good participation from everybody. Again, Please, if you can, it, it tone's got it pinned in the chat. But if you can go to uh, Derek Gunn's Facebook page, anything anything you could do would be appreciated for the GoFundMe for his wife Trish and for Derek and the family. It, it would be much appreciated on everybody's part, uh, especially the Guns. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. Tone, appreciate it. Good job as always, my friend. Uh, don't go anywhere because you have the National Football Show coming your way with Dan Cilio and uh, Tone and I are back same time tomorrow. So everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and we will see you guys manana. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.